You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! It's the Ron and Fez show. 
Chris Stanley sticks with Artist of the Day, gives it to KC, the KC and the Sunshine Band. You like that? I I don't know whether you're being uh, ironic or you just aim to please and try to give them the mass appeal for people. You want to give them something that they can all embrace. They've heard it before. They love. It's part. It's like movie montage music. You know, like this. This will come on, and then people will have a great time. All right. So that's what they're looking for. All right. Gotcha. Look, it's August, and I want to get down tonight. That's my message <laughs> to the listeners. Do you want to get down? Get down? Get down? Get down tonight? You know it. You know when you really think about it, KC was like the first person to use Twitter, but in music. <laughs> he did not spend a, there was not a lot of, you shake, shake, shake your booty, and then the next line, shake, shake, shake your booty. You gotta drill that point. You gotta yeah. get into people's heads. I don't know whether you guys get how much I want you to move your asses back and forth. Um... Well, I'm sure the people are going to love it then. And here's what I love about you, Chris. You yeah. respond to the people. You're a, uh, a populist. I'm a people pleaser, is what I am. I know one thing. You please the latest. <laughs> hey, the people want to round up one uh, ethnic group. Let's go. He's a lady pleaser. Um, all right, it is the Ron and Fez show. This is a... I'm gonna guess and say Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. Okay, Thursday. I'm back. I'm back on uh, time. Uh, I guess the big news is that Snowden left the Moscow airport. Yep. And um, he's got a one year in Russia. Uh, he was worried about freedoms, so he went to the home of freedom, uh, Russia. Uh, really, really. I guess he was just. He, I think that he was. He was scared that the United States was going to take rip him out of a plane over the Atlantic. They. The, I actually read a thing where we've done it before, though. <laughs> that we have brought planes down because somebody uh, we wanted was in it. Uh, I turn on. Um, I'm going to guess MSNBC when I got up, and there was some woman pleading for him to return to the United States. And I'm like, I don't know what's happened with cable news where we now feel like the host can just plead into a camera. It's cable opinion. That's it's, it's what it's become. It's I, I'm honestly thinking about sending psychological doctors into these cable stations and starting to yank people out. Well, we can start they, they're insane. They've all lost their minds. Yeah, Snowden's now under the protection of WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is is uh, with him, and they're saying, "Yeah, well, he can go wherever he wants in Russia." Under the protection of WikiLeaks, they can't even take care of their guy. <laughs> it all sounds crazy. I think WikiLeaks take themselves a little more seriously than they they can actually is, do. Is anonymous uh, friends and fans with Snowden as well? Or? Yeah, they're they're, they're pro Snowden. Anonymous WikiLeaks. Every fringe internet group is pro Snowden. All right, some people are complaining that how come "Baby, uh, Please Don't Go" isn't on your playlist today, and it's bullshit. Oh, really? That comes from my smell bit. Um, you're never gonna please everybody. I guess, but still, starting with "Get Down Tonight," everyone loves that fucking song. Well, well, everyone. I can't, I can't wait for tomorrow's ABBA. I think it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> I passed the theater where Mamma Mia has now played for, I believe, 
14 years or something ridiculous. Fuck. And before that, in that theater, they had cats for like 12 years. Like in 26 years... They had a bad day. Yeah, they've done nothing but make cash. <laughs> Sell out every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, every, every day is like, hey, this is the easiest thing in the world to do, being the theater business. Wow, more people from around the world want to see this. Awesome. And they had a great all right, Rorschach's moment. back on board with you. That's all you had to do was uh, turn around and just please the people. Good. I'm glad you know to get happiness back in this thing. Today's playlist was so good. Artist of the day, you could have done 10. Fez, I see that you came in late and you look like you're all locked up and disheveled. Something bad happening? I'm just, yeah, I'm just bothered. I'm sorry. It's unshaven. Just, I know. He, he, this is the, I want you to know I feel bad, Fez. Yeah. But I picked that up a while ago. All right. Um, let's go over here to uh, wait, John in Ch uh, Chirac. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, boys. Uh, headed to uh, Lollapalooza this weekend. There's a few uh, head-to-heads, which they make you decide, so I thought I'd see where you guys stand. Uh, the big one is Killer's Nine Inch Nails. That's tough for me. All right, what exactly are you looking for? What's the big opinion here? I want I want you guys to weigh in on a few head to heads. You got to decide they're on. Okay, Chris, you ready to get field. into this? I'm down. All right, down tonight. Down, down tonight. Down okay. tonight, tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Anyway, it's uh, the Killers versus Nine Inch Nails first. Now you've never seen either band. Nope. I think you need but to see Nine Inch Nails. Both big in yeah. different parts of my life. Growing up with Nine Inch Nails, huge band. You got to see Nine Inch Nails. Go see Trent. That's easy. That blows away the killers. Right, but also killers. They said was a, is a fantastic live band. Yeah, we, we, you asked our opinion. We've told you. You've <laughs> okay, got to see yes, Nine Inch Nails once in your life. I will go see. I will go see Nine Inch Nails. You got okay. it. The second one is Phoenix versus The Cure versus Cat Power. Personally, I'd go see The Cure. I Hicks, okay. you're struggling on the Cat Power. I'm thinking I might go see Cat Power. She isn't. She's been out for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. a split. The split. All right. Two Chains Vampire Weekend. I'd go take a shit. <laughs> Find some Molly. I'm sure it'll be everywhere. There's just, you know, it's going to be a long weekend. You're going to need to drop a deuce. This could be the just pencil that in. All right, take a shit. <laughs> yeah, got it. Wrote it down. Alt J versus Two Door Cinema Club. Two Door Cinema Club. Yeah, everybody loves the movies. Yeah, the Northern Irish boys. Yeah, and then the last one, the little kids, Imagine Dragons versus Thievery Corp. Thievery Corp. Yeah, all the way. All the way. Don't fuck okay, this cool. up for yourself. I won't. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, boys. Peace out. Uh, Clay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah. Right on. Uh, Long-time listener, and I was just noticing you guys okay. talking about um, the, the news on uh, Edward Snowden today, and I wanted to uh, get what you guys thought about, you know, what's happening down there in the States. I'm calling from up here in Calgary, Canada, where we have a pretty much um, similar system going on with our government and police uh, doing a lot of things, um, such as spying on the public. And just wanted to know what you thought about that. You guys might want to be plugging out some other things like the Drudge Report, Infowars, 
um, and some other uh, other alternative media sites like that, because that's really where we're we're seeing the truth out there, not in this state right well, here. Well, here's the thing: those things are almost not even alternate media sites because probably at least online they're probably bigger than the networks you know so if you you know there's plenty of uh, places to get uh different information um one of the problems is not all of them completely follow any kind of journalistic practices with the judge drudge report sometimes they break interesting stories and sometimes it's borderline you know bat boy stuff you know, and a, a lot of the things that they do with, and I, I'm not accusing anyone at all, but every story is this breaking story, which ends up going nowhere. All the all the, the websites literally, literally have a just a bar that says breaking news 24 hours a day. Right. Something's constantly breaking. Yeah, it's not Watergate <laughs> every five seconds. Uh, as far as the Snowden thing, it's a weird deal that he wants to go. On the run with this. I mean, to me, to be the historical guy who says I'm doing this because it's right, you would want to stand in court and explain that. Um, so it, it sets up a chance for a lot of people to say, look, he, he's in fucking Russia. He thinks we don't have freedoms. And look where he is. Gangster town. Well, there's, seems like there's no law. And I mean, it's. They've been crazy for fucking a hundred years. A hundred years they've been batshit. In, in one crazy direction or the other. Before, during, and after communism. Yeah, for for some reason now, they're like communism with billionaires. I think this is going to keep us from going to the Olympics next year. I think now that they've let him out of the airport, it's going to strain things so bad we don't go to the Winter Olympics. Why? What does that have to do with the Winter Olympics? I never got it. What are you proving by not going to the Winter Olympics? What did we prove during the Carter years by not going to the Summer Olympics because they were in Russia? And then Russia doesn't show up for other Olympics. And um, by the way, England will be there no matter what we do because they think that it's important to bring people together. It's the exact opposite way to react to the Olympics. I hate when anyone's kept out. You know, you you should be kept out for sports reasons if you were doing some drug that you were not going to do. But why would we say when some country would do something? I mean, when, when we went to fucking China and they turned Tibetans into dog food. So I, 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 I've always thought it was a ridiculous thing for us to act like, um, hey, we're not doing this for political reasons. <coughs> because you could do that with almost every country. It's arbitrary. Sadly enough, it's fucking arbitrary. The, the point is, you drop the political stuff for a while, and we celebrate sport, something that connects the world, and you're able to say, look, even though we disagree on a lot of things, look, we love to see girls swimming exactly the same way in a pool or gymnasts with frisbees and beach balls. It's impressive. Love it. So if we don't show up uh, for the Olympics, um, you know, shame on us. And by the way, going back to the Drudge Report thing, th yesterday there was a giant headline that gay people, gay Olympians, could be arrested and pulled out of their rooms. It's also not going to happen. 
We're not going to let people snatch gay Olympians. This would be the biggest worldwide thing ever. You know it's serious on Drudge Report when it's in all caps and in red lettering. Yeah. And you know the world's ending. No one is going to snatch gay people. But the fact of the matter is uh, places that are anti-gay could see a gay Olympian and it might change their mind. Look what happened... uh, with Hitler, he had to sit there when he had his white race thing and watch Jesse Owens kick the shit out of everybody he had. It's the shit. That was fucking great. That was incredibly great. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I made the mistake of bringing up homosexuality and how people were calling in for Fez, and you're already in a bad place, huh? Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, I was just saying that this political thing... I, I did it. I already, I'm not blaming you. I'm saying now that they left on it because I did that. I'm not going to put you in that position. I'm going to change it to the religion you were la- raised in, uh, Scientology, which I know is Chris Stanley you were obsessed with. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm um, well, I think earlier in the week, maybe last week, I was saying that Scientology's gotten kind of pussy. They don't fucking really fight back against anyone, it seems like, anymore. By the way, that was Chris Stanley who said that. <laughs> no one else affiliated with the show. Although I did see Pips look over and give two thumbs up, like, yeah, you're doing it, Chris. Jesus. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Yeah, Pips? so get those two guys. <laughs> Uh, so Lisa Remini, uh, she you know she got kicked out. She got kicked out of Scientology. She fucked up. She's out. <laughs> yeah, she's done. She's the Don Felder of Scientology, which is no place to be. You would be better off with your fourteen percent. Because she tried to get, uh, she tried to keep in contact with suppressive persons. I guess people who aren't in Scientology, who they deem dicks. She got a little uppity. Yeah. Uh, so Paul Haggis, director of uh, Crash and Million Dollar Baby. He used to be a Scientologist. I'm sorry, he directed Million Dollar Baby? I have to call Clint Eastwood and tell him to take his name off the fucking film. Fuck that one up. Yeah, bad. (laughs) That was a bad one. Oh, my favorite thing was Paul Haggis starting Good, Bad, and the Ugly. (laughs) By the way, if you go back and watch that, it probably was bad, bad, and the ugly. I don't know if there was a lot of good in that. Uh, Tuco. Yeah, I guess Tuco was just a really bad person, right? I mean, I think they were all kind of bad and ugly. So anyway, your point about Paul Haggis. He uh, he writes an open letter to the Hollywood Reporter saying that it was his fault Lisa Remney got the boot. Who cares? I know. It's, it's very strange that he... Who gives a shit about you guys and your sci-fi religion besides Hicks? Interjected uh, his, his fucking uh, point of view. Well, now Scientology... Uh, who, who did he get kicked out? Lisa Remini. Lisa Remedy. Remini. How about Leah to begin with? Before we even get to the fact that you can't talk... <laughs> I had three hours of sleep. You had night. three hours of sleep. You're yeah. fucking coughing up. And the other one's over here going like this. Something happened a week ago. Urgh. To you? No. No. Didn't even happen to me. I'm in it, man. Leah Remedy Leah is Remini. out of uh, the sci-fi religion. Yeah. And now science... And Paul Haggis is sticking up for her, throwing his two cents into it. And now Scientology... Is releasing statements just bashing Paul Haggis straight down. Just hell. pictures of him with his dick fucking 
out at different places. The, the first line of, the, of their uh, statement about him, Mr. Haggis is a status-obsessed screenwriter who, in the words of The Hollywood Reporter, has been in the wilderness professionally for three years. I would agree with that, <laughs> but I think it's longer. His statement that the organization anonymously comments negatively about those who lead the church is delusional and borders on paranoia. Desperately craving attention, his self-serving open letter is a transparent plug for an upcoming film still lacking U.S. distribution. If Mr. Haggis was as successful and prolific at manufacturing drama for audiences as he is at manufacturing for gossip sites, then his career might have never gotten lost in the wilderness. By the way, this is the uh, greatest thing I've ever heard uh, in my life, that they're attacking him on his career rather than any spirituality whatsoever they should get the movie review business i love them i love i'm a fan of scientology i well you joined there's a beautiful thing right <laughs> about 500 yards from here i got in stress tests before when they like, they were like they're set up in random places like let me guess you needed more tests yeah they wanted me to come yeah. into the to their facilities yeah i took one of those things they caught me on the street i took one you know what they said to me what's that you're clear. Uh, we've never seen this before what? in a civilian, but apparently I'm completely clear, and I was just born that way. Born without sin. Then why aren't you just fucking hanging out with Tom Cruise constantly, Will Smith? I'm already beyond it. Oh, my God. I don't need it. That's some Xenu shit right there. Thank you. <laughs> so I, they said there's nothing we could possibly do for you. You should be running that whole organization. Um, I don't even know if I want to. <laughs> Come on, it seems fun. Uh, this is the whole thing about, as you call her, Lisa Ramadabinem. Um, because they want us to care that they're kicked out of things or they quit things that they never should have joined in the fucking first place. And her whole family was up in it. Like, it was everyone in her life was a Scientologist. I don't know how they get dragged into it. How does anyone get dragged into any religion? Most people are Mormons because their mom was. Yeah. You know? You don't run into a lot of guys that are 30 who are going, I'm deciding to be a Jew. It just seems like the right thing to do. Making a leap? Yeah, unless you marry somebody who's one. But again, that's kind of family. The only thing that people tend to jump into in midlife is like the Buddhist thing. Where you'll go over their house and all of a sudden now there's a little, oh, that corner is where I do my praying. Whatever. Yeah, my. Uh, Get a fucking church like everyone else. A friend of mine's a dad had a. Stop putting a fat guy next to your fucking yeah, TV yeah. and act like it's a temple. <laughs> the fucking guy had like, it was a really small second right. bedroom and he had the whole fucking thing set right. up. Then you go over and he's fucking doing cheap mall incense. I'm going to light this if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, in between meditation, great. he's sucking down Newports and Cole 45, this dude. <laughs> it's fucking great. The only thing that I need uh, right now to get fucking completely cleared, Deepak Chopra, who was in here earlier, he and I go out on a bicycle built for two, and we just ride around the city, and I just feel fucking great afterwards. I didn't know you guys were like that. Yeah, I push him, too. I'm like, let's go. No fucking coasting. We fucking pedal downhill. And then uphill, I just hold my feet up and let him do most of it. Well, he he fucking needs that work. Yeah, and I'll just yell at him, this is killing me. You know, put him in front. He doesn't know who's doing what behind him. Sometimes when he's pedaling hard, I'll just hit the brake and slap. <laughs> All right, see, that's going to fuck you both up if it's a double bike. Will it? Because I happen to be clear, my friend. I didn't know that helped with double-person bike riding. It's true. 
You're, you're not into any religion. I think Scientology would be great for you. I could try it out. I mean, I don't want to take all my money, though. That's the that's the part that I'm worried about. First thing they're going to do is knock those cigarettes out of your head. And all your money is gone. How they could, First of all, you belong to the Church of Shylocks. You're, you're giving 90% away of what you own. Fresno is good this time, huh? Oh, yeah. Fres Fresno, California is a beautiful place. But is it of the same quality? Um, it's different. Mm -hmm. It's different this time. Was, one was indoor, one was outdoor, you know? Like your carpeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a piece up on the iBang I really want to show. It's up on the iBang wire, and it's Denzel Washington makes guarantees. And for some reason, I find it to be the funniest thing in the world. I never knew that he did this. They did, uh, somebody had put this together. But apparently, in every movie that he's in, he makes a guarantee. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. If she'll be here, I guarantee you. It's much more, I guarantee it. And I can guarantee you that I will see to it that Harvard does not ignore that. Because I can guarantee you there's <laughs> a bum on the street that looks as raggedy and ridiculous as what I'm looking at right now. Dead. I guarantee you, you are dead. I can guarantee you peace of mind. You'll be back in the pool in 24 hours, I guarantee you. And I guarantee you that the, the, the police department, FBI... Mark my word. Without it, this neighborhood will fall. I guarantee it. But I can guarantee you this, Coach. I come to win. I'm gonna find out the truth. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you, you won't be lonely. I can guarantee you peace of mind. You're gonna do some damage out here, I guarantee you. It ain't down there, I can guarantee you that. I had no idea that he did that. He guarantees constantly. That's a crutch. I think he's improv that into all these scripts. Now, this was uh, sent to us, uh, Hicks, uh, and it was sent by electronic mail. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. And I will admit that this is a question that's above my pay grade, so anyone who plays guitar... I would love to have your advice on this. This is for a guy named Michael, and he's got a 12-year-old daughter. He says, um, Ron, my daughter's 12 and just loves music. Uh, she listens to a lot of pop and modern country. Well, I turned her on to Johnny one day, and she can't get enough of it. It's brought something out in her where she's learning to play guitar. I wanted to turn her on to some music that she could take, not just from one genre, something like a blues album, or working up from there through the genres would be the most influential albums to turn her on to. So I was going to ask this, of people who play guitar, what is an album that is fun for, you, for a kid, 12 years old, to sit and play guitar to? first thing i thought it was hendrix that's probably too advanced that's too advanced chris and i'll tell you why um 
because he's advanced, and that might be frustrating. I personally think Tidal Wave. Uh, Tidal Wave has taken everything that Green Day has done. Yeah. And kicked it up a notch. I mean, take a listen to this. This is a nine-year-old. It's all right there. You can hear the fun. They don't need lyrics because the guitar playing is so great. But Green Day is, for some reason, a band that young people like. But I'll say this to Michael. First of all, he's got a 12-year-old daughter. He's helping her get into a guitar. She's in for a lifetime of entertainment. You will not find somebody who can play guitar who hasn't taken over a party before. Or... Who doesn't see that the occasional flat tire gives them a chance to play guitar? It seems like, oh, we're stuck in the airport. I'll get my guitar out. Doesn't matter what happens. This is a good tool to have in your life. Um, so I think it's great that you're getting her into it. Um, here's uh, Evan in New York. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, you know, Tommy. Uh, by the Who is a great album for you know a twelve year old. Uh, you know, guitar wise, it covers everything from like heavy rock, a little slower rock, melodic tunes, um, some trippiness. You know, they have a good and overall, Pete Townsend is uh, yeah, Pete Townsend has always played like a twelve year old, so this is very helpful. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. All right, uh, also for Michael, uh, Tommy. By the hill. Now, Hicks, if you could sit around and play this. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's simple enough. Mm hmm You would have the most fun in your life. Yeah, I feel like I'm really accomplishing something. And your chick would be singing along, and you're like looking at her. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring, <laughs> bring it. Um, here's Kevin in Maryland. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, green, yeah, Green Day is really great because it has a lot of, they're called power chords. Yeah. Um, really simple to play and has a great sound. Nirvana is also really simple, um, but has a, you know, it all comes together really well. I like, I like what you're saying there, but I'd much rather go Tidal Wave. If you're going to do Green Day, this is one up. I like the lyrics, though. When I hear lyrics, I can't hear enough guitar. Um, here's Alex. You're on the Run of Fez show. Monkey House. Monkey House. Uh, uh, learning guitar as a kid, I grew up playing a lot of Weezer. Real mm. simple, but it's got nice little accents in there. Plus, it's a little easier to sing along to. And then when you get better and better, you can kind of move on to maybe more Foo Fighters, more My Chemical Romance. Great guitar playing in those two. All right, I like where he's going with this. I don't, these are all your favorite bands. So, <laughs> they really thanks. are, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all stuff I can't get enough of. It's all the stuff you should have been playing along with. Nah, I was not ambitious. Uh, let's go over to James in Houston. Hey, uh, Ron. Uh, I got one that's not, like, overly complicated or anything. And uh, it's really fun because they can rock out to it. It's uh, uh, Doolittle by the Pixies. All right, a little bit of Pixies. All right, all right, I'm feeling that. 
I might even come over and sing with the kid. This kid's gonna be the shit. Just playing all these I know. songs. Hope the dad can sing. Just making the kid play all the time. I want to do the Pixies. We're going over your set list tonight, and I don't like this shit. I'm really upset with you. <laughs> Just start to be really rough on her. Are we a band or not? We're a band first, family second. You're ruining this for me. This is my dream. And then you can teach yourself when your kid learns guitar. You can teach yourself the other tambourine. And you can just be there like Stevie Nicks. You think everybody looked over and like, yeah, you're playing something too, Stevie. Yeah, good work. Without you, Mick Fleet would be would be thrown off right now. Because you have the tambourine going. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. I've been playing since I was probably about 12 years old, and the stuff I started playing was Van Halen, but that's probably not the best way to go. But if she was trying to get some new stuff going, like Bare Naked Ladies, that stuff's kind of easy to play and fun to sing to. You know, any of the earlier stuff. I just don't want to give her any bad ideas, you know, being a Bare Naked Lady. Uh, She's a nice girl. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, buddies? Uh... Personally, I think that John Lee Hooker is a great way to start out. I mean, it's pretty boom, boom. for the blues. Yeah. Um, and also the Beatles, especially like Rubber Soul. Uh, great album. Uh, and it's pretty easy to play, but it gets you into all the uh, the cool chords to learn, and it gives you the basis of songwriting. All right, Michael, I hope you're paying attention to this uh, because you're getting a lot of good stuff here. Uh, here's Travis. Travis, you're on the Run of yeah. Fest show. Yeah, Ron, I grew up playing, like, the Doors and the Smiths. There's a lot of distortion guitar in there, so if you fuck up, you kind of hide it. You still sound like you're doing pretty good. All right, so you're thinking the Robbie Krieger sound or jump in with a little bit of the Smiths. And I just don't want to depress the kid. You know, there's so much teen depression and teen suicide. Uh, here's my buddy, Tom, from Madison. Tom. Don't have you, buddy. Let's go over here to uh, Paul, Strong Island. Hey, guys. Uh, for me, it was uh, Kiss. Pretty basic and kind of fun to start off with. Not uh-huh. very hard. Um, they made me want to kind of pick up the guitar. And um, then I moved on. And once I heard Toys in the Attic from Aerosmith, it was, it was all over with. And uh, they made me kind of really want to learn how to play. And Eddie Van Halen is uh, something you want to build up to. That's that's not something you want to start off with. Paul, I have a feeling you grew up in the seventies. Just yes. call, you know, <laughs> I am able to sit here and listen to a person's voice and know their era. Um, here's Carl in North Carolina. Go ahead, Carl. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I got some advice for. I've owned uh, music construction stores for the last twenty years, and here's some sound advice. Ask the dad. The dad already knows. Usually, what the student does about twelve years of age is listening uh, to music that the father or the parent listens to, uh-huh. so he can go ahead and turn her on to stuff that he grew up with. And by the time she reaches about high school age, she'll be listening to songs that her friends like, and that will kind of bleed her into her own style of music. So the dad really knows. He can just uh, give her some examples of stuff he grew up with, and then she can go ahead and develop herself as a musician as she learns the guitar. And uh, the point is, at first she's trying to kind of get her dad to love the song, and then after that, her friends will love the song. Exactly. That's really brilliant when you think about it. Because really, that's the feedback that you want. 
Yeah. Yep. The dad already knows what he likes, and usually the, the child always listens and thinks the dad, what he listens to for music is cool, so she's going to like it. I have a ton of 12-year-old year, year old kids who are playing, you know, Scorpions and all kinds of 80s metal uh, <laughs> and 80s rock of guys in their 40s. Yeah. Uh, so you basically got a whole school rock thing going there. Yes, I have three locations, and I've been doing it for 20 years. I think it's great, man. I think it's I think the best thing that a kid could do is pick up an instrument. Really. You know what? And I'll tell you what, if you don't mind me taking any more of your time. Go ahead. I've gotten kids off drugs. I've gotten kids off committing suicide. Some kids are not good at throwing a ball. They're not good at pitching or good at scoring a touchdown. But they are good at art and music. So it's very important to keep art and music alive in this country. And it's dying I out. Agree 100%. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Um, Thank you, honey. And the thing is... And I, I hate to attack the school system, but music class used to be boring in school. And they should have just tried to make it the funnest thing, you know what I mean? Like, instead of acting like, I want you to listen and understand, just let the kids go in there and have fun with music. And then they could find something like this to really get turned on to it with, you know? Sadly, you gotta let the kids, I agree, you got to let the kids make the rules. And you know what? you got to keep the parents kind of out of it on the sideline because you're going to get those soccer moms in there and the stage moms and dads and what they end up doing is, is you know, offering their two cents and next thing you know you get a mutiny on your hands. <laughs> Thanks, my man. Thanks, man. S- Sally, I never took I had never had a music class in like high in high school or elementary school or middle school. The the music class was just a time to fuck around. It was just a joke where we tortured Mr. Cooper. Now, did Mr. Cooper try it was he trying to teach certain things or at first he did, but then he eventually broke down and stopped caring. See, here's what I think that a music teacher could do, is to play songs that matter to the kids, stop it, and then have them talk about why it was good or why it wasn't good. Or That would have been great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- Could you imagine that, like you saying to the kids, uh, particularly, let's say, ninth, 10th grade, when they start to get crazy and you can't hold them down. I want you to bring something into you that's important to you. You play it, and then we're going to discuss it with the class of you know what works, what doesn't work, and why it matters to you. Because about that age, you have some music that just slays you at that age. That would have been rancid, sublime. Okay, do me do me a favor. Yeah. It's a memo to Barack Obama. I want to take over music education. All right, music education in this country. Country. Um, just put my background. I think I know everything about everything, and this fits under that. Okay, fits under that. Sincerely, Ron Bangton? Uh, no, sincerely. Just instead of sincerely, cross that out okay. and say, get back to me quick. <laughs> ASAP? Yeah. And then just... Um, ASAP. Yeah. Okay. And then draw a, like uh, a picture of uh, a skeleton uh-huh. on a skeleton horse. Oh, scary. With wings, uh-huh. fire underneath of it. Oh, badass. Yeah. And just say, I'm thinking about getting this as a tattoo. Okay. I don't know. All right. Skeleton body, skeleton horse, flames. So, Michael, we're getting some really good advice for you uh, here of what to do with your kid. Um, here's Corey in Memphis. Corey, go hey guys, ahead. I can't believe somebody just called in just a kiss for a 12-year-old girl. Well, if you yeah. go back to the guy who owned all the different music places, 
it, it kind of was an interesting thing that the kids will want to know what their dad or mom is into so that when they play something, everybody will yell, that's good. And then the kid will get their own taste. Well, not to be a one-upper, but I actually own four music stores um, for what Shit, it's worth. that's a lot. you got to get her something that she's okay, into. I'm 30 years old. When I was coming up, Blink-182 was super easy to learn. Most of their songs had like three chords in it. you got to give her something that's kind of pop-punky like that. I'm sure there's more up-to-date bands like that these days, but uh, I think that would be a lot easier for her to, to get into. All right. Not that, by the way, I don't think any... Uh, Blink-182 to a 12-year-old is going to be like playing Buddy Holly. I mean, it's <laughs> going to them, it's all in the past. I mean, a little Sum 41. Um, Glenn, you're on Run the Fez show. Hey, yeah, buddies. Now, I know Hicks doesn't like this band, but the White Stripes oh, come on. is a really great uh, so, uh, band to play from. I mean, like some of those songs he actually like recorded multiple times. Um, I know Dead Leaves and Dirty Ground, he re-recorded that like basic exact same song, and it's like four chords uh, on, on Elephant. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you get into the blues stuff where he's got the slide, that might be a little more complicated, but there's a lot of easy songs from the White Stripes. If this kid starts rocking out Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground, I'm going to become a fucking fan. We might start hanging over the house a little bit. Um, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I grew up in the 90s, and so on the way to school, my sister would play a bunch of Third Eye Blind, but uh, the album that stood out most to me was uh, Everclear So Much for the Afterglow. I listened to it every day, and I uh, picked up the drums, piano, guitar, and I've been teaching myself ever since. See ya. You never took a lesson? Oh, he wanted to get out of there fast. He just had something to say, and then he was out. Oh, dog. I don't blame him. I'd want to get out of there, too. There you go. Whatever happened to this guy? He was very, very big in the late 90s. Yeah, huge. All over MTV. Any, no, any idea what happened to him? No. He never was happy. He seemed like a lot of problems. I don't know whether you want your daughter singing Father of Mine in your face. He campaigned for John Kerry. It's the last thing they have on Wikipedia. Well, great fucking job on that, dude. <laughs> um... Ezra, what's happening, buddy? Ezra, yo, it's me. What's up? Hey, what's happening? Listen, it's all about the singer-songwriter, man. Kids want, or early guitar players want something they can sing along to. So that's what I did. I got a book of chords, and I got, like, the easiest Billy Joel. Billy Joel made easy for guitar. Bruce Springsteen made easy for guitar. I guarantee there's a Taylor Swift or a Mumford & Son made easy for guitar. She's going to want to play those and sing those songs. That's what's going to impress her friends. And that's going to get her to the next, you know, advance. Yeah, I want to Dude, this is brilliant. Them. I would not have thought of that, but yeah, that's the truth. That's that's when it <coughs> it comes across as a song to other people, not just tidal wave and their wall of sound. This kid's amazing. She's tearing it up. Yeah. And lyrics. It would be better, too, if we weren't so close to the highway. 
Kick it in. There we go. The wave. Oh, there yeah. we go. Damn it. Solo time. Finally take it away from the drummer and fucking solo this shit. Uh, Ed, you're on the Run and Fed show. Yo, what's up, Ron? What's up? Yeah. Um, I would say the Ramones, man. Anything the Ramones. My 17 year old daughter so, started playing guitar when she was 12. So what you're saying is Chuck Berry? Yeah, what I'm saying is uh, Chuck Berry, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. Three chord progressions. Uh, she she has a she goes to a show and picks up the guitar. Yeah, she has guys flocking around there. Once they see she can play anything like retro punk, the Pistols. Yeah, but I don't want old men flocking around this That's kid. That's not good, dude. Dude, it's <laughs> something amazing to see your daughter performing, and and seventeen year old boys are just like wow. And you just remember being that age and being the same way. Kind of creepy. Uh, but kinda cool. Thanks. Maybe she should start hanging out at CB's. Or at least in the Bowery now. The clothing store? That it is now? Yeah, place is great. <laughs> really? I mean, it used to be a yeah. venue. I know, but I got a Niggy Pop shirt there that's really nice. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> this is really... <laughs> it's really awful, isn't Didn't, it? I think they like, kept the bathroom or something the same. Yeah, they, the, the walls are kind of the same down there. They kept certain places... Here's JR in Portland. Go ahead. What up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, just checking out. Uh, you guys got a YouTube. This kid, he's, uh, uh, his name's Avery. Just YouTube Avery Drummer. His old man grew up listening to, like, Leopard uh, and, you know, old school metal shit. And uh, this kid rocks the drums. His old man put a drumstick in his head. He's, like, six. He's unreal. All right, let's check this kid out. You got to check this kid out. He's crazy. It's adorable. He's on point. I like a little kid that ain't wearing a shirt either. Like, <laughs> fuck it. So hot on stage. You know, there's some chicks that, like, when they go to shows, just head straight for the drummer. They love it, right? Like, drummers just get a massive amount of pussy. Well, I think anyone in the band does, but thanks for putting it so blunt. Uh, but there's some girls, what I'm trying to point out to you, they're only interested in drummers. Not interested in the rest of the band. No front man or lead no. guitar. Some girls are just interested in the front man. Then you'll have the homely girls who are like, who's playing bass? I am not battling <laughs> for anything else. That's Show me to the bass player. It's guaranteed. Yeah. And then large girls who are just like, I'll blow the lighting guy. <laughs> who's that working the board? 
What we should do, we should have like a, a beauty contest on TV. <laughs> and we'll have three judges and they'll just say who she should go with. Uh, I'm going to guess the bus driver on this. He definitely... She'll get a roadie. Come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it up a notch. I think she's looking at road manager. I don't Whoa. think just even a regular roadie. So a guy that makes decisions. Yeah. A guy who's like, I don't understand why the rooms aren't done yet. <laughs> this band has driven all night on the bus. How fucking tired they are. Fez, send me that uh, letter back so I can uh, send that back to uh, Michael. Uh, we got to. Uh, Get going. Wait, Mason's got something interesting. Mason, how are you? Hey, Ronnie. Love yeah. you guys. Uh, half a horseman, not so much. Uh, I understand. If, if you got to okay. learn from day one, I took lessons for 12 years from four different teachers. You took dicks when I found Stop When it. I found a little magazine what? called Guitar for the Practicing Musician, it taught me tablature. And I learned more from reading the monthly magazine than I ever did from any teacher. But if I gotta throw a band here, minus the solo work, ACDC, Back in Black, Hell's Bells, the rhythm section on it, it just goes and it's. But the kid's probably gonna be playing acoustic at first, right? And, and that's fine and good. Yeah. You know, chords, you're talking chords, and right. it'll work right fine. And you're gonna have fun with it. A lot of fun with it. It'll teach good. you all the rudiments that you need to learn with the rhythm and the stroke and how to syncopate. There's a word, syncopation. I love the word. That's word of the day today. Uh, Syn syncopation. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think that's a real word. That guy sounds like he doesn't know anything. You're just he, mad over that. Yeah, I have a horse thing. Yeah, that bullshit insult. This guy's just an ACDC fan. Just want to hear Hell's Bells. You know, so many people have uh, brought up great music, and then I look over at your shit playlist today. It's an awesome playlist. I don't know. I know you. I know you aim to please, though. Crowd pleaser. Gotta get, gotta get the masses moving. That sweet sound of KC and the Sunshine Band. That you say, and then turn up this music. I gotta teach you a little bit about broadcasting. You never yell KC and the Sunshine Band and then amp up the ACDC. That was insane. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was crazy. That's nuttiness. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Um, by far, one of the best uh, overrated... Hicks will probably give me shit for it, but for, uh, the best overrated, uh, underrated bands would be Leonard Skinner. It's easy, great songs, fantastic guitar players, Alan Collins. Send me Gary back Rock. that email. I did. Uh, I, I love the idea of some Skinner. It's fantastic. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's it's catchy stuff. And the thing about it is, is that you can listen to great guitar playing at the same time. It's three and four chord stuff, so she can learn basic chord D C G A and 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 go forever. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. Yep. Go on. Uh, why don't we uh, break here, Chris? What do you want to talk about when we get back? Oh, uh, the um. The new wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles got into a bit of trouble. People seem to love him. Riley. Yeah, Riley. He um Riley Luck, they call him, <laughs> and then he'll disappear. He was at a Kenny Chesney concert. Said some um But well, why don't we just play it and then, right, then we'll discuss things. it when we get back. Okay.
This is him at a Kenny Chesney concert. Riley Cooper. I, I will jump that gate and fight every nigger here. Let me just say this. Welcome to Philly. Um, <laughs> well, here's the weird thing. There's not a lot of black people that you're going to find at a Kenny Chesney. Tons of them. On the Philadelphia Eagles, though. If you're really in a fighting mood and you're a racist, you have the right job for it. All right, we will talk about this when we get back. Uh, Riley Cooper, who's now said, sorry for what I said. Apparently, he was drinking a little bit and even got in some scuffles at the big Kenny Chesney show. It was like a 12-hour binge, drinking binge. Um... I've it's always there. good at least to have that excuse. I've been there. I mean, I've, I've drank for that long. You know? Well, at a Kenny Chesney show? Not at a Kenny Chesney show. I just, you know, just randomly. When you drink for 12 hours, you find yourself yelling out racial slurs? <laughs> no. See? That's the difference. <laughs> so you can't say that's the reason he yelled it out. All right. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, we will be right back and pick up this topic, which apparently was a gigantic topic in Philly. What should happen to this player. Uh, we'll be right back with this. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Miami, KC, and the Sunshine Band. This makes me want to head over to the Studio 54. Um, it's used now. They have a uh, they clean fish there every day. But still, I just want to get over there and put on my boogie shoes. Bring a boombox. A lot of my shoes don't boogie, but I got a couple of boogie shoes. Uh, by the way, Michael, uh, who asked about his daughter, wanted to thank everybody who sent in suggestions. And he said his daughter was... Listening this morning and taking notes. Good kid. Yeah. Do not go by Hicks's playlist. You don't want to have your boogie <laughs> shoes on today. Get funky, little girl. Although, today, a lot of love. A lot of love coming your way after yesterday's debacle. Look, I love Daniel Johnston. You love Daniel Johnston. Yeah. I know, not but, ev- when, but when we got the email from Liz Sets Fire that says, I wipe my ass with Pepper's playlist. Yeah, I know. She doesn't like me. I get that. So, here you go, Liz. Casey, Sunshine Band. She doesn't like you? I feel if she says that, then why? I don't I you feel You know, no the love. interesting thing is, you know who she really loves? Who's that? Is uh, Classic Shelps. Oh. I see how it is. All right, send this classic shelves in. Uh, we're going to get into this uh, Riley Cooper story. Uh, 
people in uh, Philadelphia uh, don't understand what the brouhaha is about. Some of them don't. Because uh, Riley Cooper, a little drunk, yelling out racial slurs at a uh, Kenny Chesney show. Yeah. And apparently... Uh, forgetting the fact that he works with a lot of African Americans. So we re- all realize that this is a problem. Bad yeah. for the Eagles, right? Yeah. And their brand new coach, who um, his name is Portland Portland, is his entire name. Chip Kelly. Yeah, but they call him Portland Portland. I call him Popo. Uh, sometimes they call him Popo. Uh, you're from Portland, right? Or you live there? You watch a lot of Chip Kelly when you're out there? Was he like a god amongst men? Yeah, everyone's a big fan of him. What is he going to do when he gets to Philadelphia? Is he gonna, is this team going to go 16 and 0 and then just go through the playoffs like a, a hot knife through butter? He's going to be running and gunning, that's for sure. He okay. plays fast. I like it, fast and furious. Now the NFL also already said to him, "Not so fast. Yeah. You do not control the tempo uh, the tempo of the game." The referees do. Slow it down, Chippy. That's what they're saying. Slow and easy. That's the way we like it, see? Nice and easy. All right, so if you're Chip Kelly and you're new to Philly and you find yourself a guy like this, what do you do as punishment? What do you do? Is there anything that you bring up or you just say this happened away from the park? Yeah, I'd say it happened away from the park. I mean, if he had said it like during a game on the sideline, but I mean, it's... It's like wrong that he said it, but it's like during the concert he wasn't even saying it to a press. I mean, I think because they wouldn't let him backstage. Yeah. I think that's what he was mad about. He wasn't VIP enough. Yeah, like some other players got to go backstage. He was left out and quite hammered from reports. Huh, uh, Hicks? What would you do if you were the coach of this team? I'm Chip Kelly. Um, find him. Look, Jeremy Macklin just went out for the year. Uh, he blew up his ACL. You need wide receivers. If this guy's going to be running and gunning like he did in college, you need these guys in there. Uh, it was on his off time. Fine him. That's it. How much? Eh, $20,000. 20 Gs. See, I don't know if fines work. I honestly think that the best thing to do is sit down and talk to a couple guys on the team. Things do get pretty crazy at those Kenny Chesney concerts. I've never been to I'm any, but I've joking. heard. Like it, I've heard. There's one in Pittsburgh. There's like all these arrests and like yeah. photos the next day of the parking lot. It was just. Trash. They say people in Pittsburgh use that as a wilding day. That they even knew coming into this, you know, it was almost the way that people used to be about some death metal bands in in the past, where they're like. Kenny Chesney's coming. We're going to need to to fucking have our asses wired and be on, and be on the lookout for each other because it brings a troublemaking crowd. Now you wouldn't know that hearing the music. No, but I no, saw no. the same thing that he's talking about in Pittsburgh. I had no fucking clue. Uh, Fez Watley, you're quiet today. Uh, Riley Cooper, I would. Uh, he's not here. I would. F- do the fine that he got, I would have him sit down and oh, talk about Oh, did they already players. fine him? Yeah, he got fined. How much? I didn't know. Jeff Lurie isn't saying. Was it a dollar? What? That's bullshit. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> it, it must be, like, really low. Just, like, embarrassing, like, a thousand dollars. Like, here you go. Just give us that. <laughs> that's per and bomb. 
They took away his meal stipend. You have to bring his own lunch. <laughs> the, and he'll, he's, they said they'd give it back at the end of the season if his grades improved. Thank God. So I would do the fine. I would have him sit down and talk with everyone and eight-game suspension half the season. And how's that help? What? I think it gets the message across. That this you're that you work at a place where we're not going to put up with that the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they do put up with it. Uh, oh, I I grew up going to Eagles games. You hear it quite a bit on the field. I heard I'm gonna, it from my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> on the field, I'm going to take a wild guess. M bombs are getting dropped from between opposing teams. Guys are fucking talking you, shit. I heard a hot dog guy yelling it out. <laughs> Jesus. At least he doesn't play in a position where he's just going to be able to get lit up by black guys the whole game, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's no one's going to uh, be pissed about that later. Um, half the season. Fez, that's, that's over. I think I'm being kind. Well, if you really want to get the message across, Fez, have him killed. <laughs> and that'll yeah. let people know. Public execution. Yeah. Say the wrong word. Get murdered. Drive by. Now, I can understand that Laurie has to do something because the guys that he worked with, you guys have got to come together as a team. I get that. And there's no N in team. We used to say that all the time. There's an M, but close. But half the set's totally insane. Fucking ruined. Ruins the goddamn... Ruins the sport, really. If if a guy can, is just at a concert, getting messed up, and then, you know, he said something. Obviously, what he said was awful. But half, half a season suspension, it's, it's in fucking crazy talk. I'm sorry, Fez. Um, here's uh, Chris in Indiana. Yeah, hey, uh, Ron, did you happen to see, uh, speaking of Chip Kelly, the, um, the new Oregon football facilities that they just built, the pictures of those. No, I haven't seen it yet. They are crazy. And there's, you can't look at those pictures and tell me that kids don't deserve to be paid in college football. Um, It's in the same state as, like, Nike, so they just get them, like, basically whatever they want. They change jerseys, helmets, everything, every game. So Nike's paying for this? Yeah. Um, The kids deserve some of the money. But I tell you this, if I was a kid and I had skills, I'd be playing in Oregon. I, I, I'd want to play there. Yeah, that's yeah. the fucking spot. Where else are you going to go? Penn State? <laughs> if I could no. dig a hole until the kids delay in there and that's their dorm <laughs> for the next four years. <laughs> um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, thanks, man. First of all, Penn State's going to Ireland next year, so that's a good thing. Their opener is there. But, uh, they should stay. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to put this together. The uh, my kids, all right. I've got four kids. All of them grew up in an integrated school. So there's, there's, to them, there's no difference whether their friends are black or white or Hispanic, or whatever. Okay. Uh, older generation, even my generation, did not. So when we hear the N bomb, we freak out. But I think kids, I think we're judging their behavior based on our background and not what what happened then. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, to me, it seems like it's a team thing, and I'm sure that there's team leaders. And, you know, he might be able to say, dude, I was so annihilated, I don't know what the fuck I was saying that day. Right. You know? Right. Who knows? It's really, though, between them. It has to do with them. 
And I think that if you do stuff like suspensions, you're just making people feel a little, you know, more angry. It's bad all around. It's been all around to have the guy suspended from the game. Particularly play. on a team that really, if they go over 500, I'll be shocked. I, I don't know, unless, <laughs> unless Portland Portland can make things happen. I accidentally said it on stage once. Like I, oh, was, like, talk, I was talking about the first time I smoked pot. I was in like a junkyard and it was like raining. And then one guy, like they invited him, but he didn't know they were smoking pot. And he said he had like priors. And I was getting into it, and he said, like, nigga, I got priors. And then everybody got quiet in the audience, but I guess they just kept bailing to it. Like, okay, just keep talking, and maybe they'll start laughing again. Luckily, no one can understand anything that you're saying. So you can always get away with it. But there for a moment, you... And you told the story as it happened, right? You told the story... In the real way that it happened, that's what you were trying to reflect back at the audience. Yeah. You were, you were quoting yeah. the gentleman, and then the audience got very tight-assed, and that ended it. Well, what's their problem, Shelby? You know what their problem is. <laughs> um, let's go over to Louie. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good uh, afternoon. I was just wondering if uh, Fez would use the same verdict uh, against uh, Victor Cruz when he said that George Zimmerman should be killed. Which, what would he do with him? Well, I don't know if he said killed. I think he said the hood should catch up with him, which yeah. is somewhat of a racial thing. The, the whole thing yeah. is he's going to face the biggest penalty by going on the field and getting lit up like classic Shelb said. He is not going to have a good year. There's going to be a lot of pass interference calls. They've been going to Riley a lot. Don't uh, throw it to me. <laughs> Seriously, they're so mad at me right now. I don't right want to now. go over the middle. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to block. And I'd also like to spend some time at the bench. Can that happen? Is the that water ball? boy looks like he needs help out there. It's pretty hot today. Do not throw it to me under any circumstances. You know what's going to happen. Um... Here's uh, Nick in Delaware. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Uh, my favorite story to come out of this last night, Marcus Vick jumps on Twitter and offers a $1,000 bounty on any safety to, quote, light up Riley Cooper. So if you can imagine Chip Kelly trying to run his first <laughs> camp and then the circus just blows up. I don't know if you guys saw that. Marcus Vick, always class. Oh. <laughs> Does he have a restraining order? Like, does Mike have a restraining order against him? Dogs do. <laughs> <laughs> he can't come between to a thousand feet of a dog. Thousand dollars is the first free safety or strong safety that lights his ass up. <laughs> the Eagles are gonna have a bounty gate on their fucking hands, and they don't need that shit. They invented bounty gate, dude. <laughs> Old oh, Ron Mexico's brother. Well, they can come in here if they want to. They're going to come in next. Mm. My, 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 boogie shoes. Um, here's uh, Chris. You're on the Run Fed Show. Hey, guys. Uh, my big thing is, in, so I played basketball in, in college, too, and if you suspended players, every player, like not just white players, for saying that word, there'd be no players left. So are the Eagles going to 
suspend every single person that says that word, or is it just white people? I don't understand the difference. If the word's illegal or bad, where are we going to go with it? I think uh, what I think they need to send a message in particular to this kid. If other people are saying it, then yes. But I think as a then company, not, they need to do something about people using slurs. But they're not going to have anyone playing. Well, that then, would be the problem. Well, they, then maybe people shouldn't use those kind of words that offend people and get themselves kicked off a team. Are they kicked off or suspended? Well, suspended. Yeah, I'm very confused. So then what happens when the Eagles are supposed to play the Cowboys and there's no one there? There's a punter and a placeholder. <laughs> and he's going like this. I'll snap it to you. I guess you punt. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. If we're running out of options here, his playbook's getting smaller by the minute. Yeah. Come on. I really think we're going to lose this one and lose big. <laughs> we're going to be punting a lot. You know, I used to say, punt on first down and catch those guys sleeping. Just catch them napping. You know, they're not ready. They had no idea the punt was coming. But they're just they're getting the ball back. I also came up with a play that, and I used to send it in, oddly enough, to the Eagles. And that's punt on defense. And we've never got the opportunity. What do we got here? What's oh. happening? Some guys coming in? Oh, my God. Come on in, everybody. Hi, how you guys doing? Grab a mic over here. I like to meet everybody. What are you guys doing? You're touring around serious today? Yeah. yeah. Is this your first time up here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what do you think of radio? I'm actually gonna try taking it in school this year. What, what radio broadcasting? What year are you in? I'm gonna be a sophomore. Okay, I want to explain to you. Then you will be majoring in a dead industry. <laughs> it all happened before you got here. It's a dead industry and it's going nowhere. There's just going to be old men, cranky old men, talking until they die, and then this audience dies. And that'll be the end of it. But do you guys like music? I yeah. love music. What, what, what bands are you guys into? Beatles. What's your favorite Beatles song? Because here's the odd thing about this. If you think of a certain Beatles song, it'll start to play. Like, what is your favorite Beatles song? No, actually, I like Elvis Falling in Love. That's my favorite song. Elvis Falling in Love is your favorite song of all time? Yeah. You Do you realize how old that song is? This is why I'm trying to tell you. This is an old man's business that you're interested in. Everything happened before you got here. We all had a great time, and then you guys were born. That's what happened to the world. Everything was fun. Then 9-11, then you guys were born. Nothing good has happened in a long time. Um, what, so you're in high school? Yeah. And you can take radio in high school? Yeah, we have like different, we have TV broadcasting, radio broadcasting. See, that's what we used to do instead of going to school. We would go out into the car and listen to the radio while everybody else was learning. This is how much the world has changed. What about you guys? Do you know what you want to do with your life yet? Um, no. How old are you now? Twelve. All right, you're falling behind. Everybody else is making things happen. You're 12 years old and you really don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, I like soccer. All right. I want to sing when I grow up. Do you really want to sing? Are you a good singer? Yeah. What do you like to sing? The song I just told you. Okay, why don't you sing a little bit for us, okay? Wise men say. Yeah, put on your headphones. <laughs> Only fools rush in. 
for I can't help falling in love with you. Shall I stay? Oh, should it be the same? For I can't help falling in love with you. Everybody, your name. Tell everybody in the audience I'm your name. Alex. Alex, and you're how old? Nine. Alex, I'm going to tell you right now. I can see the future. You are going to be a singer, my man. You're, first of all, you're a singer now. You are. That was terrific. Thanks. And you're 12, and you haven't thought of anything. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You're really falling behind. That was terrific, man. Now, have you sang on stage? Yeah. Have you? I play guitar too. That's you know. Before you got here, uh, we just read a, a letter from a, a guy who has a twelve-year-old daughter and wanted to know what kind of song she's just learning good song. What she should be playing. What What did you start playing when you were learning? Day Tripper. Yeah. Prince. A lot of Prince. A lot of Beatles. Yeah. That's great stuff. You guys, are brothers and sisters. We're all yeah. Siblings, yeah. yeah, we're siblings. Well, you got a great family. You really do. I, I want to wish you all the best. I think you're going to make it in radio. Thank you. And I think you're going to make it as a singer. You? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think you've got the laser focus right now. All right? There's always... Yeah, you'll get it next, yeah, get it next time. There's always one kid in every family that's a disappointment. Don't worry. That's A black sheep is needed, too. Okay? Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Have fun today. It's serious, all right? Thank you, thank you. Terrific stuff. Seriously, man. That was great. Okay. Have fun now. There they go. What a nice family, huh? Out of nowhere. Dude, the kid could sing so great. He really nailed it there. He nailed it. And Shelby refuses to sing. Shelby, you're like an idiot next to those <laughs> kids. Did you have that kind of boldness when you were nine years old to go, uh, I sing Elvis? No. No. Um, I remember, were you a shy kid? Not really. I'm not going out and singing on the radio. I also, I had no time for adults when I was a little kid like that. If an adult asked me something, it was almost like being pulled over by cops. <laughs> there was nothing different for me. Well, they're so much bigger and fucking in charge. You know, the authority. <laughs> Finally, you ended that. I just, you just, would you pause on yeah, that? Yeah. I didn't know what happened to you. Oh. It sounded scary. <laughs> it was a mini stroke. Um, okay, but you're okay now. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, okay, I got it back together. That kid wanted that mic. He was fucking ready to bust out some Elvis. Melting faces out there. All right, Jenny Hutt wrote that she was really sad that I told these kids they couldn't make it in radio. I've only said that to one other kid, and that's Jenny Hutt. <laughs> that's the only other person I've said stop you know, doing radio. And then she said to me, it's just a stepping stone to what I really want to do. Oh, leave it behind, whatever. She, yeah. doesn't need she to wants to be famous for no reason. Okay. On one of those shows where you're just on the show. And the camera follows you. Yeah, the camera follows you and you're a housewife. And there's and some producers just making up drama. Yeah, then people go, oh, oh, today we're going shopping and that's a, that's a show. 
yeah. talking on our phone while it's on speakerphone a lot. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm about to make a sale. <laughs> well, Jenny is now, you know, her and Dr. Drew, I shouldn't even bring it up, but I don't know, I'm going to start doing gossip. Okay. They're having an affair. Whoa. She's got a family. <laughs> yeah. That is scandalous. Here's how she, here's how she feels like it's okay. Yeah. This is, she says, they only take the elevator to floor number two. So she's keeping what she calls the important parts <laughs> for the marriage. Okay. Well, the other holes matter too. All right. Um, Jeremy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, I want to know. There's been a couple different times where little kids come in the studio, but we never hear Fez interact with them. And um, I just kind of like picture like Fez like either clamming up or maybe he's like sitting there knitting like an Afghan. Or well, I I I saw. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to pull the curtain back. While the kids came in here. And the little kid was singing. I could see Fez over his shoulder. Fez was chewing on his wrist and rubbing himself against the couch. <laughs> oh, my God. Was not. You're right, Fez. You weren't. You caught me. <laughs> you caught me. I I made a joke. Apologies. <laughs> I should be suspended for the next six months. <laughs> or I shouldn't. You know what? I'm so mad at the Eagles right now, I'm not going to watch any of their games. That'll <laughs> no. teach them. No. That'll teach uh, uh, Riley Luck Cooper. Maybe we get an undisclosed fine. We need to play the old Riley Luck bit. We haven't played that for a long time. Alki. Every day we miss Alki. And this was a time that he... Well, his rant was... Uh, put up, I guess, on Pal Talk. Uh, and he was mad at somebody who ran a board... Name Riley Luck. Um, let's play this. I have no problem with Riley Luck. I don't even know who the fucking cunt is. But for any of those fucking mods to fucking ban me over some bitch that has been around for four fucking months takes a lot of fucking balls. And for Mikey Boy to give me a fucking message that says, I'm too tired right now, I'll deal with you in the morning. Fuck that shit. Fuck that. You deal with me now. <laughs> I only fucking call in. I only fucking answer the show. I've only been friends with fucking Eastside Dave for six fucking years. For me to fucking be pushed aside and to still be banned in the morning is bullshit. Is absolute fucking horseshit. I don't fucking matter. Like, I don't fucking add anything. Some people that come out so those fucking Ron and Fez fucking parties come out and fucking want to say hi to me. <laughs> Here's the great thing. Um, Alki passed away uh, a couple years ago, and I got the prayer card right here with me. This is what it says on the back of his uh, prayer card. Um, May the road rise to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon the fields until we meet again. May the Lord hold you in the palm of his hand. And this is the way he actually talked. I have no problem with Riley Luck. I don't even know who the fucking cunt is. 
but for any of those fucking mods to fucking ban me over some bitch that has been around for four fucking months takes a lot of fucking balls. And for Mikey Boy to give me a fucking message that says, I'm too tired right now, I'll deal with you in the morning, fuck that shit. Fuck that. You deal with me now. I only fucking call in. I only fucking answer the show. I've only been friends with fucking Eastside Dave for six fucking years. For me to fucking be pushed aside and to still be banned in the morning is bullshit. Is absolute fucking horseshit. I don't fucking matter. Like, I don't fucking add anything. Some people that come out to those fucking Ron and Fez fucking parties come out and fucking want to say hi to me. This is why uh, I think that this prayer captured him perfectly. It just almost, when you hear the prayer itself, you can hear Alki talking to you. <sighs> what a fun dude. Crazy bastard. Ah, we had some good times back then. Uh, here's an interesting uh, thing. Everybody mad at Rolling Stone magazine for putting the bomber on the cover looking sexy. Uh, their sales went up by over 100%. Makes sense. It's because when there becomes something like that, you know people are like, hey, some people are like, hey, Rolling Stone's still around? I'll buy it. And other people are like, uh, hey, this is a collectible. I'm going to buy it and put it in plastic. I'm sure the Boston Bomber's thrilled to hear this. That he first got the cover of the Rolling Stone and now biggest selling issue in years. Doubt he's heard even heard it. He's it's probably not allowed to hear anything. It's solitary confinement. Yeah, he's like, can I get a window? <laughs> More I, than one hour. I think I've proven that I can use a spoon without killing myself. <laughs> I just don't want to pick up my cereal with my fingers. <laughs> I don't know why uh, you could always tell people who think that people sit around in fucking jail happy have never even visited a prison because there's this guy hasn't had a happy moment in his life since this happened. Nope. He's fucking crying himself to sleep. And then when he wakes up, he's crying like a fucking baby. He's, I'm sure he has seen no one but the guard giving him his food and maybe an hour to walk around in a room a day. Fez will give him a lifetime ban. From the NFL? Like no, from the marathon. He does not go back. <laughs> what if he trains hard? Uh, everybody's saying your favorite player, A-Rod, is going to get a lifetime ban. Yeah, they're, um, they are freaked out that he's gone forever or made like a couple of seasons, they're also saying, which I think would be almost be a lifetime ban since he's his he's so broken down I don't know who's gonna fucking want him after a couple more years of just not being in the game at all um we'll say he's trying to get a plea deal Emery has sent to this to you before that could you please stop saying bank it up which <laughs> they say that you also say a lot more on Dave's sports show than anyone else <laughs> well that you yell bank it up well, <laughs> seven or eight times well now there's gonna be ten bank it ups on the fucking show on Saturday <laughs> they wanna the, the NBC store wants a Chris Stanley bank it up thing <laughs> the, I walked past there uh, yesterday uh, I had a secret meeting with someone in that area oh shit yeah. Who did not want to come to this building. Like a hint, maybe, of who it is? Okay. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I'm not. My I'm, lips are sealed. I'm going past there, and um, there is a friend's window of the friend's catchphrases. I'm what? like, what is that? Who the fuck is gonna buy a "Hey, how you doing?" fucking T-shirt? <laughs> I'll get a Smelly Cat one. There was a Smelly Cat T-shirt. <laughs> what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. It's hot right now, you know. Yeah, I don't. I can't understand why. It's been off the air for ten years. It's been twenty since it started. Um, there's an ugly naked guy on there. One day, I swear to God. Someone stopped us. We're walking down the street and said, do you know how to get to Central Park? So I sent them to Central Park thinking they had a fucking accent, <laughs> but they wanted to see the coffee shop. So they're like, they come back and they're like, no, Central Park. And I'm like, that's it right there. You fucking Canadian. So finally, like, no, like from friends, how do you get to Central Park? I go, all right, I want you to go out to LaGuardia, get on a fucking plane and go to L.A. <laughs> I want to see the couch. That's what, ridiculous. Did that, didn't you notice it looked like a play set there? They don't know. They thought it was like Seinfeld. They were on right next to each other. They thought they were going to Tom's Diner. Seinfeld isn't there either. There's no Seinfeld house here. Tom's Diner, which, by the way, they called what on the show? Monks. Thanks. So they just would have the diner part, not the Tom's part. Yeah. Uh, and whatever lo worse than when Seinfeld would go outside that same block, <laughs> yeah, the same exact that block same for, wide block for every single exterior shot. That's also the <laughs> same block that was in London that they came fucking dancing down for. Um, uh, what the hell is that with the Doctor Evil movie? Austin Powers. Yeah, remember at the beginning. Thanks, Google. Remember at the beginning of Austin Powers, where yeah. the, it's the same block. Oh my god, Seinfeld. It's the same, and it, it, it's actually called on the lot the New York block, and a place for every New York scene that they have. That fucking feels cheap to me. Yeah, movies are cheap. <laughs> they're cheap and they're shitty. Just send the crew out here. Uh, Simon Cowell going to be a daddy at 53 years old. Yeah. I think it's the right time to get started. Yeah, you know? it's like he's busy with his boy's wife. It's, oh, uh, what, is a friend of his wife? You yeah. turned into a gossip. It was on the front page of the news today. Yeah. Page Hicks. There you go. His kid's uh, first words are going to be, uh, daddy's old. <laughs> um, you seriously don't want to have a baby to watch you die. It seems like it's crazy. The, the kid's just going to get whatever, half the billion that he fucking is worth. Like he's worth like $500 million or whatever. Cowell. Yeah. Yeah, there's an upside to it. You, a, you can't play catch with your dad. No. B, you're going to have a British guy taking you everywhere while you get drunk. <laughs> and give fucking breakfast and money to your hookers. So who's the guy who he had the kid with? It was a friend of his that like him and like his fiance or whatever... Would uh, go hang out with, like double date with, and like hang out on a yacht with. Well, Silence of the Lambs, what do we lust after? What we see every day. Fly, fly, fly. It was Andrew Silverman who's being described as a real estate mogul. This is Fat King today. You're Fat King Amazing. Fat King. Fat King Amazing. <laughs> The New York Post is labeling this guy's, uh, the friend's wife, the pregnant chick, a 
two-bit gold digger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're like, she is a notorious gold digger. And she but, has... Let me say this. I ain't saying she a gold digger. I just never seen her with a broke. Broke. Say, I do the top 40 version of it. Smart. We don't yeah. really get to spend it. Oh, yeah. I want to play the next eight games. <laughs> Why are we blaming her? This guy is 53, and he gets to fucking pound a young chick. How is she the gold digger? He's a fucking pussy digger. Oh, yeah, and, the, and the first line of the story from the post was they just called the, the cuckold. Oh, jeez. It was just really bad for everyone involved. You don't know. He could have been in the corner jacking off going, this is great. <laughs> this is the fucking greatest thing ever happened to me. Get down. Get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. Get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. With a baby Louis Vuitton under her underarm She said, I could tell you rock, I could tell by your charm Fars girls, you gotta flock, I could tell by your charm and your arm But I'm looking for the one, have you seen her? My psychic told me she have an ass like Serena Trina, Gina, for Lopez, four kids And I gotta take all they badass to show this Okay, get your kids, but then they got their friends I pulled up in the bins, they all got a pin We all went to den Alright, so We act like we hate gold diggers, right? Yeah but would you actually think they'd be better off being with a broke, broke? I mean, why wouldn't you want to be with someone with money uh, as compared to a broke, broke? I think the thing is that if a, another dude with more money comes along, they'll just ditch the dude they're with. Because there's like no like loyalty, even if you do have the cash. I think that's a, a thing fucking people get pissed off about. Is that because she was she had a baby with Buster and she was fucking around with us here? I don't care. I still love her. I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama crib is bigger than his. You will see him on TV any given Sunday when the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty tight. All right, I'm gonna ask you guys something. We want money. Why? Uh, make our lives comfortable and fucking easy. To bring good things in our lives, right? Yeah. Like gold diggers. That's why you want money. <laughs> Men do things to attract women or young boys. I want Fez to feel included. Okay. And in this saucy twinks. Yeah. So then why are you freaked out that there are such things as gold diggers or twinks that are going to kill you while you sleep? People just don't want to fucking realize that other people have so-called bad ulterior motives. But why your ulterior motive to get money was to have nice shit and a young chick. This is like, it always takes me back to the slut shaming. I remember when we would be like in junior high school and a girl would put out. Yeah. And then the guys would start and tease her about it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. This is what we want to happen. Why are we turning this into a negative thing for the other girls to go, oh, I don't want to end up like her. No, she's a slut, dude. Yeah, that's a good thing. She just sucked all the... It's yeah. what we want. Yes. <laughs> Why is this a negative thing? <laughs> Fucking idiots. Anthony Weir's getting slut shamed right now. But he's not even fucking uh, 
getting anybody. I know. It's He's so just online. Bizarre. Texting cockpits. Don't you wish we could? It'd be great if you were in New York. <laughs> I got a break. I can't go on and on like this. What's up with you, Shelby, though? Before, I'm going to let you pick the topic when we get back. What the fuck are you thinking about over there? I mean, I sit, you, I see you sit and look and stare. What the fuck is going on in that brain of yours? Easy. All right. <laughs> Easy. You're losing it, man. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it more when those three little kids came in here. They had enthusiasm. I got a story uh kind of like surprised me about George Clooney. He took this, he like did all these dumb commercials and took the money so he could put a satellite over Sudan to spy on, like, their war criminal leader. Yeah. This has been going on for four or five years. Yeah, it just surprises me that, like, you can just buy a satellite and, like... Well, you buy satellite time. I mean, you're talking on a satellite now. I I thought it it just made it seem like he, like, shot it in the air himself. No, he didn't shoot it in the air. (laughs) He's basically buying time. And what he does... He's watching there to see if all of a sudden an army starts to march against the poor people that have been raped and murdered by this fucking lunatic for years. Darfur, okay? Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> the red campaign, huh? You're acting like he's just real rich and spying, <laughs> fucking stalking people. He also has a secret fucking cave in a mountain somewhere shaped like a skull. Let me just tell you something about Mr. George Clooney. That's the greatest human being on this planet. There's no one classier. Although he's with a lot of gold diggers. <laughs> I got a question, though, that might light the phones up when we get back. I doubt it, but let's try it right now. Give me your question, I'll see if the phones light up. Would you rather not have sex with a goat, but have everybody think you did, or have sex with a goat, but no one will ever find out about it? They're lighting up. Give it a minute. <laughs> No. All right. So, uh, if you'd like to call in, we'll put this up. Would you, A, rather be a goat fucker, but nobody knows about it? Yeah. B, not be a goat fucker, but everybody thinks that you are Shelby's (laughs) moral conundrum of the day. When we get back, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's OB and Anthony channel. More in moments. It's the Dollar Shave Club. DollarShaveClub.com. Making sure you get a great shave and not spending a fortune to do it. You will have money for gold diggers if you use Dollar Shave Club. Just a couple bucks a month and you get fresh razors, good quality razors sent to your home so you never run out and you're not spending 20, 30, 40 bucks at the drugstore on name brand uh, razors that have all the gadgets and gimmicks that you really don't need. All you want is a good shave and that's where DollarShaveClub.com comes in. Join today at DollarShaveClub.com and 
on my recommendation, throw in a package of those One Wipe Charlies to keep you fresh all summer long while you're there. Add it to your order, One Wipe Charlies, at dollarshaveclub.com. It's dollarshaveclub.com. A great shave each and every time. And razors sent to your home each and every month. You never run out again. It really is perfect when you think about it. dollarshaveclub.com. dollarshaveclub.com. Show. Uh, so this uh, Ariel Castro is on TV right now as we speak, uh, saying that he's apologizing, um, and he doesn't want to be, and he's not crazy, and he doesn't want to be known as a woman beater. He just had to keep them quiet. That's all. Yeah. Kind of makes sense now. Uh, that got Shelby thinking. This thing got Shelby thinking. And what exactly was your question, Shelby? My question is, would you have sex with a goat and have every and nobody know about it, or not have sex with a goat, but have everybody think you did? All right, let's go to the phones. Oh. This is just passive-aggressive, I think. Uh, wait, I see a light on here. Brian in Florida, go ahead. What do you got for us? Shelby, that's the worst fucking phone topic I've ever heard. What happened to the show, Ronnie B? Come on, man. <laughs> well, Fez has been locked up this week. Yeah. Hicks is legally drunk. <laughs> he doesn't believe that he's drunk, but he's about a 1-4 at all times now. Uh, here's Mike in Fargo. You're on the Run of Fez show. You are the biggest idiot for asking that. Why did you use a goat? You could have used, like, Jessica Biel or something. That would have been a lot better of a question. All right, so there, there's another side of that. Would you bang Jessica Biel and no one knows it, or everyone thinks you banged Jessica Biel, but you didn't? You'd rather bang her because you get the experience. Yes, but... A lot more women are going to be attracted to you now because they want to be where Jessica Biel was. Now, and Shelby's thinks a lot more goats are going to fuck you, too, because they know that you're now a goat fucker. By the way, I'm so glad we didn't do this topic when the little children came in here. Oh, is, that what, is that what got you thinking about this topic, the kids? You son of a bitch. You creep. If you got Jessica Biel in the first place, I think you could get more women. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, here is Nick. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, how you doing today, guys? Good. I think I think it's a great topic. Uh, it really speaks to the kind of person you are, whether you're reality-based or, you know, deluding yourself. I would rather fuck the goat and have no one know. You're sick. You're a goat fucker. 
Yeah, I'm a goat fucker. Fill that goat up, yeah. dude. And everyone's going to know it. Everyone's going to know it. Nick in Illinois. Hey. He's hung up. State of Illinois. He hung up after panicking. Start. I'm sending this out to every TV station, <laughs> radio station, and newspaper in Illinois. And we're going to find out who Nick is. Nick's a goat fucker. Get Getty Images on this. Alert the AP. It's. I hear other things that Castro's been saying. I'm addicted, and they asked me for sex. I know he's blaming the FBI for questioning him, and he also said his victims were happy, not tortured. Oh. They were happy to be chained up in a cellar. Then why is he getting put away then? Now, I don't know anything about our justice system. I can't say uh, I'm an expert on this. But could a judge grab a brick and run over and just start crushing his skull in with it? No. Could you just say, look, I fucking had it, and I'm going to beat your head in with this brick? Illegal. I think yeah. that's against the Geneva Convention. Pretty well, much. Well, we're not at war. Um, here's Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. All right, so Shelby's thing is just a classic switch on the fable of the prince that gets the, uh, the, the old witch, and she can either, either choose that she's ugly during the day and beautiful at night, or beautiful during the day and ugly at night. And the answer is, you let her decide. So you gotta let the goat decide. First of all, I had never heard that thing before, but that's really fucking... That's a great question. If you would have came in with that one. I would just go with beautiful during the day, ugly at night, and then just get some afternoon delight going on, sleep during the night. They always say homely girls can fuck better, so keep that in the back of your noggin. They're appreciative. They work at shelves. <laughs> Classic. Where Jennifer Beals just lays there like a dead log. God, you're so lucky to be pounding me out, aren't you? I'm did, drunk. Did you see my latest spread in People magazine? It's fantastic. By the way, I don't even know which Jennifer she is. I'm not sure. I think it's Jessica. That's how much she doesn't even matter. I don't really know. I don't know who any people are. It's getting worse and worse for me. I did hear this today. Uh, who's got the number one selling single of all time? Single? Mm-hmm. Beals? No. Michael Jackson? Stop it. Do you want to be on this show? Then let's stop coming up with Beatles and Michael Jackson. Shelby, you seem to be goat boy. You know what's going on right now. You're the goat's answer to you after. The Carpenters. All right, Katy Perry. I know she has a shitload of singles and made a shitload of money. Um, no. Uh, by the way, this is what this uh, guy's saying now, this Ariel Castro. Um, there's a lot of harmony in that house. And now he's saying that he's a digital single. Oh, that's the other thing. That had nothing to do with it. There's some confusion going into this. My thing is, he could kidnap anybody he wanted to. I would go with, like, a 10. He kidnapped, like, like a 4 and a 5. Uh, first of all, you're judging these girls. They couldn't even get out of the fucking... We're all thinking it. No, none of us are thinking it. A, they haven't seen sunshine in 10 years. B, they're being served fucking carbs three meals a day. And he kidnapped children. Well, I thought they were growing up. One was... I didn't know that. 
other two are like 14 to 15. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not perfect. Okay. All right. The judge has a has a brick and is oh, coming God. towards him. <laughs> no one's stopping him. Look at this judge. Never in all my time in the bench have I heard anything so awful as this. This is a terrible thing. There's a war on right now! I'm looking for that Barton Fink feel. And you being Barton Fink, I thought you'd have it in spades. That's my favorite fucking character actor of all time. He's that amazing. scene, there's never been anybody that good. He's great in Miller's Crossing, too. What are you doing in Miller's Crossing? He was uh, the other crime boss. You're out of your fucking mind. You're a racist. Am I? Yeah, he's not the same guy. I feel like a fucking racist. You are one, dude. You're a bigger racist than George Wallace. I should be hanging out with Riley Cooper. <sighs> Riley Luck? No, Cooper. The Eagles wide receiver? You'd be hanging with Mr. Cooper then. Whatever happened to Mr. Cooper? That show hasn't been on in a long time, and he never had any follow-up. I think he got kidnapped, and he's in a basement somewhere in Ohio. You know, I'm glad that you can do jokes about like that, but that happened to real people, and they were children. Look at the judge. I don't even understand where any of the papers go. This is ridiculous. This man needs a brick in the head. <laughs> this judge Bailiff, give me my brick! Do you think it's weird that Nelly, the rapper, brought like Amanda Berry on stage at the concert, just paraded her out? Like that. You know what I think? I think it's not even enough. He should have let her come out and did the last song. She should have gotten his fucking uh, paycheck for the night. She probably wanted to do it. Guess what this, uh, the reason why this guy did it. All right. He's addicted to porn. But then he also said, I'm not trying to make excuses. He said he's addicted to porn. Uh, Mike and the BX, show on the Run Face Show. Million bucks, Ronnie. Yeah. I find that very offensive to the GOAT community, and I want an apology from Shelby. You're not getting it. Come on, Shelby. Al, you're on the Run of Fez show. Al. Yeah, uh, Mariah Carey. Doesn't she have the most singles out there? Well, she's got the most number ones, but this, I believe, is the biggest digital single of all time. Gangnam Style. Sigh. Hillary was so moved that that kid could sing uh, Elvis songs. You know, Hillary's the best person in this place. She's the MVP. She's awesome. She also loves fish. But why? Why isn't there a statue to her in the lobby? I'm gonna say something here. I, I, sometimes I think the people who put the most into this place get the least recognition for it. The least she could get is like a cardboard cutout like the Elvis one. Here's what would be a great position for me. I should be spirit director of Sirius XM. Uh, I just want to check who you texting with during the show, Shelps. That you're coming up like this. Just putting out a tweet. Oh, I kept vibrating. I'm uh, Ron's talking about something. <laughs> I just want to talk about goats. and Check out my Instagram. Stuff. It's really badass. I'm not on the gram. So. Can I get a grab from you? Uh, Tom, you're on the run of face show. Turn your radio down, Tom. Hello? All right. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. You're on the air. 
Hey, I haven't listened in about a month, and because uh, I got a new vehicle, but I just turned it on, and I'm wondering why Fez sounds so girly, girlier than normal, and just almost sad. Fez is, you're going through a sad time, huh, right, Fez? Yes, I am, yeah. And he has a belief system that when he's sad, everyone needs to know it. I don't know what the opposite of professional is, but that's how Fez feels about his time on the air. He's very emotional, you know. He can't. I think Fez has trouble controlling his emotions. Believe me, throw that out there. Uh, I'm going through a rough time right now. Yeah, I didn't bring this up, but you know what? Since we're all acting like we can bring our problems from home, all right. my neighbor chipped a tooth, oh, so that's God. been weighing on are my mind. Okay? Are you okay? It's bothering me. Like, does a guy have like dental insurance? I don't know. Oh. I mean, that's going to look really bad. They could... It's a front tooth, too. Oh, oh Jesus man. Christ. Yeah. They find it? Like, maybe do, like, a glue it on or something like that? No. Damn. He's going to need a cap. It's a she. Oh, no. She... That's even worse. Yeah. She uh, she has to be beside herself, right? I mean, she yeah, must she's be, upset. Like... And you got to deal with that. Yeah. Fuck. Maybe now she'll learn to keep her fucking music down, though. <laughs> What? I've been waiting all the time for you to ask me how that happened oh. so I could do a joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Anthony, Anthony Weiner has called the show today, which is really great for us. Uh, Anthony, you're on the Run of Face show, Mr. Weiner. Afternoon, please. Yeah. Anthony Weiner here. Shelby, rock the stick with that duke and that sweet goat pussy. <laughs> This is the kind of calls you get. Guys don't bad at Anthony Wainers. Which would have been funny enough if he would just yelled out, I'd fuck the goat. Instead of going through all the things. That was weird. Yeah. Well, it was weird that you guys would not... I mean, I'm fucking sitting there setting up in front of the... <laughs> good, good, yeah. Good, and then Fez good, is over there going, This isn't right because I'm sad for real. <laughs> Don't you see that I haven't shaved? Hasn't everyone <laughs> understand how sad I am? I think I think the five o'clock shadow looks good on him. That's more like a twelve o'clock shadow, my friend. Time's ticking. You better spend what time you have now dancing. Fez, you gonna keep that? Well, I was thinking of letting you yeah, send sadder. Come in and then work on oh, the mutton chops. Oh, sad. I feel so bad for you. I feel bad for all of us. Because we were born in the Sudan and life has been hard. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. We were born in the fucking luckiest place on the whole planet. With the, what I like to call, um, just rolled a seven skin. <laughs> oh, and even better news. You have a penis. Things are looking up. You should, um, seriously, you should look, if you're a fucking baby and you're in a bassinet and you look down, you see, like, you're an American white dick, you should be like this. Happy days are here again. It, it should look like a fucking winning lottery number just hanging between your legs. Babies are too stupid to realize that. No. Now, if you happen to wake up, and there's flies around. No. And you're like, oh shit, Africa, vagina, 
Oh, this is going to be a hard life. Why is my belly extended? Already I'm hungry. And your mother has a dry tit because she hasn't eaten in years. Then spend the day sad. And if you make it to puberty, you're going to get that clitoris probably. Why do you got to go so far <laughs> North and Africa. so gross? North Africa is what that happens. It's terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> It's it going on, all right? I'm trying to shine a light. You know when you peaked today? What? When you yelled out, uh, ACDC, and then fucking potted up yeah. another song. Awful. Really bad. See, not having any sleep is bad for me. Sleep. And everyone else. Now, you, you felt like you didn't get enough sleep last night, right? I was at like 5 in the morning. How was your five-hour nap after work? Did that Was that okay? <laughs> that felt nice. Don't nap. Yeah, I have to just have discipline. That's my problem. The only discipline you're into is bondage. Look, here, <laughs> this is the this is. I don't understand how a man could sit there and take up three girls and put them in the in the cellar like that. I mean, it's awful. Um, believe me when I tell you, my wife would not put up with it. I, I jump when she tells when she calls to me. But anyway, um, I'm digressing a little bit. Uh, you've already. I'm looking this over. Uh, looks like you could end up doing a thousand years, according to this. That's a long time. Bailiff, check on this to see if it's a thousand. Maybe we can get it down to eight, nine hundred. <laughs> Either way, you're dead. <clears throat> Now, did you have anything for him? A little snack? A little something for him? Maybe a condition in the morning? Anything? He's reading back how sad they were because the women, I guess. You're inhuman. You're not a human. You're inhumane. I have to tell you, this, I have pets treated better than this. Of course, my wife takes them everywhere in her purse. And believe me, that's not cheap. I mean, we do well, but she overspends. <laughs> I'll say to him, I don't think I'll ever get off this bench. I wanted to retire. I got a little place in Boca, and it's small, but it's tasteful. This game personal for the <laughs> goddamn sentencing. Come on, man, stay on topic. This guy's fucking... I mean, he's tying women in the basement. I'm trying to get away from mine. <laughs> Oh, uh, people are sending pictures of uh, goats for Shelby to Jack too. <laughs> Send them all you want. I want to put a folder together. We should give out your Twitter thing someday. Try to get your Twitters up. Sure, let's do it right now. What is it? It's at Chutney Swope. Like the movie, I like some wordplay. It's another 1960s fucking reference for you. I don't live in today. I like to stay in the past. Try to bring you that were, back. What year were you born? 91. You have nothing Fuck. to do with Chutney Swope. You mean Putney Swope. The That's, Twitter is mine. I mean. That's still fucking shocking. 1991. All right, let's see what he has to say. Um... What the cock-sucking fuck is one of my favorite pepper reactions ever. What do we got big to give away for new followers, friends? <sighs> Let's see. I got uh, I got some signed uh, got some signed Donald Sutherland. 
Nah. Yeah, you're, I you're agree. Fucking That's asshole. really fucking depressing. <laughs> Why? So That's not the fucking big enough. All right, I'll fucking find something fucking huge. Let's see what else he has here. Remember when Buddyhead was the coolest website ever? Fuck this buddy. I didn't write. That was just no. Wait, what did he write to San Antonio's gun? I love that guy. I just love a good on air fight. The angrier, the better. <laughs> wow, you were very. And then dropping the other F bomb in this. I was. Ex really? Oh. <laughs> I was explaining oh, no. what happened on the air. I think uh, I'm not using it. Derogatory. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so, so you're doing more as a reporter. Me for eight bent games <laughs> oh, here. no. Eight games. <laughs> All right, so do I stay home or do I sit on the bench during those eight games? Do I have to dress out, as they used to say? Californication, entire season, signed by David Duchovny. Come on, dude. Love it. <laughs> what is one of his... Uh, so here's what we got to put it up, a Twitter contest for Chutney Swope, and who's going to remember that? Uh, you can go over to the iBang and get the link, though. Entire season signed by David Duchovny. You're a big fan of Californication? Yeah, it's a great show. But uh, actually, I've never seen it. I'm not going to sit here. And then why are you saying that you love it, then? I was just going with it. It's like, it seemed like a good prize. Oh, it's a good prize. Yeah, this is a great prize. I've watched every episode of that. But you really look so down. And now, did you see him just snap out of it? He was actually looking down when I started to talk to him. He snapped up the way he used to in school. It's just inside his own head. You got to get out of your head, dude. I, You're on the radio. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just looking at Chutney Swope and seeing that word sitting there. You know what you need to brighten up your day? Some tidal wave. I think when I wrote it, I would never step in a bit. Tell me, rockin' hard. They bring it, you know, not a lot of lyrics. Alright, you already got 50 new followers. You're buying your followers, you know. <laughs> now, no one knew that you had a thing. I'm sure they'd be going anyway, even without the prize. I wanted to give a little prize, because why not, you know, grease the rails a little bit. We got him. Alright, I can't believe this. The judge with Ariel Castro yeah. just let him go on time served. What the that is crazy. Yeah, that That's crazy. This judge is mad with power. Hold on, I'm going there. I'm gonna. I'm. I got a hold of him. Oh. Hello, judge. You're crazy. Didn't it Call seem like there was like a really fast turnaround on like the arrest to the sentencing? Well, because he had the cop. He copped the play, yeah. uh, and he had to say, uh, "Don't kill me." Just keep me in an orange fucking jumpsuit inside a shitty room for the rest of my life. 
most of the sex in the house was... Look at his lawyers just next to him, just going like this. Judge, tell you the truth, I got nothing. Um, I'm trying to come up with some kind of case and uh, don't have it. I went with porn addiction. Um, you know, just have something. <laughs> this, uh, the defendant, the judge is trying to read off his thing. The defendant keeps fucking interrupting him. He must want to keep that going for as long as he can, because the next stop is a tiny cell for a thousand years. Right now, he's in a big open room, and it'll be a while before he sees another one like that. Just keep talking. TBs. Grabbing the T's. Can a guy like, can a prisoner filibuster then? <laughs> Just keep talking till he fucking... I also want to point out that the room is paneled. You glam that up a little bit. It's kind of boring. Normally, you would just keep the camera on the judge, but you watch it just keep swinging back. <laughs> judge, judge, you never brought up any of the good things that I did. We had love. Like what? The fucking real Castro is a better person, Neo. Oh, much better. At least he had cigars. <laughs> he stood for something, you know. And then he stands up and says, I'm not a murderer. And people are trying to yeah. paint me as a monster. <laughs> That's so <laughs> aggravating when that happens. <laughs> I am simply a kidnapper and molester of, of women. That's it. I'm not going to have my name sullied here. You didn't see me flying planes in the buildings like some of these you-know-whats. Right, everybody? Never forget. Yeah. USA. You pled guilty already to the murder. <laughs> he has a lot to say, though, still. Please, sir, you're interrupting me. I'm trying to get through this whole thing. I'm supposed to go out and take my wife to Canasta while you sit in the car. <laughs> That's a life. Lucky I have her. We're learning a lot about this judge during the sentencing. <laughs> I mean, this fucking got this little guy's life now. I've got two grown daughters myself. Their nickname for me is the credit card. <laughs> This guy doesn't seem very happy with his home life. Uh, my own mother. Uh, God rest her soul. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry it, was a, it was a sorry shock. Um, here's my buddy Ezra in Harlem. Hey, buddies. How are all of you? Hey, pal. Hope you're well. Um, I'm glad you brought it up, Ron. I've been after Kokomo Joe and kind of after Shelby about really doing it properly on Twitter. Like, they have all these obscure names, but people love them, and they can't find them because they're being too witty for themselves. Right. So please, please educate them, okay? Um, just make it easy for, for people to find you, then be as funny as you want. Aster. What's wrong with you changing your Twitter name to Classic Shelb? I was thinking of that, but I didn't want to give Molly the satisfaction. Look, let me tell you something. I see what you two kids are going through, and what you feel right now is love, and you don't understand it. Don't you see it, man? I don't think that's it. Your deal seems like you seem to be wanting to play hard to get. Not with her. Not this time. You realize you sound gay? When a single guy has an opportunity to go out with a single girl, 
and he doesn't do it, even knowing that she, knowing that she's going back to Boston in three weeks. Have Look, you met Molly? What? Yes. The hatred you have. She's adorable. Parents never home. Just have that fucking house to try back of yourselves. <laughs> fucking keg party after keg party. I'm trying to get her mom into detox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a detox I can hold that woman. <laughs> In her uh, yearbook, under her name, it just said Glug Glug. <laughs> All blackouts. Because you said, I'm, uh, yeah, you yeah. look sad. When you get sad like that, you feel bad. Bring it into the show, and just be like a, a feeling of doom in the corner. <laughs> Maybe it'll spread around the room. Jesus. <laughs> mm. I want to get you involved some way. So, I mean, since you're not coming through with the Neapolitan, can I at least get some DMCs over here? Or do you hate them so much now you won't even look at them? Oh, oh yeah. He lost respect for his dad. That's so weird. You, you got to get a new brand of DMCs then to really just show that you're, you're fucking pissed. My idea is Cherry Lifesavers. <laughs> <laughs> Always have Cherry Lifesavers good on you wherever you go. They're really tasty. I don't even know why we ever got a second candy after that. You would have thought, well, that's the end of it. They, 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 spread, they spread themselves too thin with this whole flavor thing. Because it's cherry. You got maybe even watermelon, right? Fuck it. But you're going green apple and you're fucking getting purple. Grape is just garbage. Yeah, I only remember how disappointed it was when someone handed you a lifesaver and it was fucking green. That's <laughs> awful. Like, this isn't a fucking lifesaver. Why not just spit in my hand or a yellow, and I'll fucking lick it? A yellow starburst, too. Ugh. Starbursts are just chewy lifesavers. Won't they just admit the truth? Mm, delicious. I've come up with something I call the chewy lifesaver. Now, do you know why a lifesaver is shaped the way that it is? No. None of you guys know this? A baby or toddler will choke to death on a hard candy. And the lifesaver, having that hole as they swallow it and get stuck in their throat, is actually a life saver so before that all you had was hard candy yeah that they would get from their grandmothers and babies sometimes would choke in this case no the hole keeps that open and it's a lifesaver that is the most morbid fucking candy morbid or wonderful but, no. you first of all you invented the only candy that's good for kids ever but you're just going to be, it being a lifesaver, you're just thinking about those dead babies that ate the hard candy that came before the lifesaver, right? Give me a Jolly Rancher. The fucking name's Jolly in the goddamn thing. Then you're going to kill a baby. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not giving Jolly Rancher Jolly kids. Rancher's name should be Baby Killers. Oh, God. I can't believe other candies didn't follow suit. Then we don't have a bunch of holy candies. They had patented. We came up with the hole. Your kids die. <laughs> Candy. I like the term follow suit. It very rarely gets used except for in the exact way that Fez did. I can't believe no one uh, followed suit. Is the only way you can use that. You can't go like, Fez, I noticed the new shirt, and I'm going to follow suit with you. You can't use it that way. What? It's the only way that that term can be used is exactly the way Fez used it. He's bringing it hard. 
He's, he's the sad man will fucking use the correct pronunciation. <laughs> Who did you just signal? Oh, we have some Neapolitan pizza here. Oh, oh shit on me. That was really funny because the way you did it, you looked like a maitre d'. He put two fingers up and put, I'm like, what is he doing? Well, you turned this into a Neapolitan pizza party. Jesus, why so many pizzas? Whoa! That's like fucking giant. Is, is this is a prank I call? I was told they were tiny individual pizzas. I, I think a website just pranked us. Finally, two pies pizza for puns. <laughs> it's a pizza party. For real, for real. Oh my god. Wait, what the fuck is that? Are they even any good? Oh. What the hell was that? Dessert? Kids love Nutella. I don't remember ordering a Nutella. Alright, that looks like a disappointment <laughs> margarita yeah it's several boxes and they are very light they don't put any meat on it what's that no cheese no cheese wait what no cheese pizza that's this not is, even pizza this is a strange day we have a lot of vegans on this show so I mean it's useful. What no meat no meat they don't even serve them with meat. This is a disappointment. What are you supposed to wash them down with? Their fucking own breath? DMCs. <laughs> it's refreshing. This is very strange looking. It's the whole food truck world. And there's so many boxes in here now. It's like we're in an Amazon.com warehouse. Um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, my wife and I are working our way through Mad Men, and naturally the conversation of cheating came up, and we had a little debate. What is worse, an emotional, uh, affair, where you have, like, a deep bond with somebody you could share anything with, or meaningless one-night stands? Well, I thought it was kind of... A no-brainer. But we didn't see eye-to-eye eye on it, and I was curious to see other people's view. I think the only people that worry about this are paranoid people who cheat themselves. Yeah, and then that's why they're thinking, all right, so I've done this. What is the person I'm with going Like, to I honestly think, like, if you're in a relationship, even this thing would be, like, the worst thing to bring up. Like, what would hurt you more? <laughs> if I just bang some hooker in another... Plays or had an emotional. I had a second girlfriend, second wife. What's so way? Or it's the first, second one? Okay, good. Because I'm doing the first. So you're welcome. See, I'm thinking of you, baby. People are fucking crazy. I think that guy's just into it. Everything I said about this truck, I believe to be true. <laughs> Let me see the name of the one that I'm eating. Yeah, you called the Hicks, the margarita. And then the buffalo, I don't think we even got. And then the Mariana, Mariana's there. Did you ch taste Hicks? I just took a bite. What do you think? It's uh, not the best. Let me have this one instead. 
take this shit box back to where it belongs. Uh, tastes like it came out of a truck. <laughs> this one's not bad. I just don't know if I'm into the whole truck food thing. I don't know if you can cook as good in this truck as you can in the kitchen. They're just blowing up. There's just more and more food trucks just coming into New York. Well, how are they able to legally park in front of someone's restaurant? Someone who's paying probably $28,000 a month to be in that spot. And then you come driving up and for the price of a fucking meter are able to park your truck there. It's kind of like gorilla type. Like I think they could do it, but they get chased Wait, off. Wait, are you telling me that they have gorillas out there? No, 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 no. like gorilla warfare. Where they uh, just pop up and they do it till they get kicked out. Till someone fucking says you gotta get the fuck no, out No, they make space for them out front. I thought they just... Like, I like, never saw a, a cop come up and run them. They sit in those places for seven, eight hours. These pizzas look just like the ones like I used to make a couple years ago, just working over the summer. I just made pizzas all the time, just like taking them out of the oven. <laughs> and I... Yeah. Just like a Palestinian woman who was making them, and I'd leave them in the oven just the slightest bit too long, like the inch of a crust would be burnt. She'd go, no, it's it burnt, and then just throw it away. <laughs> like, it's, it's still good. Like, no, it's burnt. <laughs> so... Every job you've, you've ever done has been shitty. You ever notice everything he tells is like, here's something I failed at. <laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> Wise men say only fools rush in. That kid's going to be on the voice. That kid's going to be on the view. Uh, Max, you're on the Run of Fez show. <laughs> hey, Ron, I have a moral conundrum. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. So I've been dating this girl for five months, and I found out she believes the world's 6,000 years old, and she's super Christian, and her family's ridiculously Christian, and she believes that dinosaurs walked with people. My problem is I'm going to major in biology, and, I, and I'm strongly, like, not Christian at all. I'm atheist. And I'm wondering if I should end this relationship or go deep and just go all in. Here's what... You're a young man, right? Yeah, 19. Okay. Spend all your time arguing with her and her family. That's what I'm doing right now. That's, keep it going. That can become your new pastime. Bring in books. <laughs> uh, any kind of graphs that you have. So you're dating Earl. A film strip. <laughs> Earl believes the same thing. And then here was the thing that I stumped Earl on and, and tested his faith because he believes in Noah's Ark. And when I said, where did the animal shit? He laid on the ground in total confusion and then finally came up with they hung their asses off the side. Smart. He, he, he broke the code. <laughs> Just I guess, trained animals were but on I it. I wish that would have showed up in the Bible. Now, the animals, of course, had to hang their asses off the side. <laughs> Waste management was a big deal for Noah. And he had to really... Come on. Well, then I always like it when they'll find something. They're like, well, there was a flood in this valley 2,000 years ago. And I go, yeah, well, then why did they say the whole world? And why did he stupid. sail around the whole world? Stupid. 
says you used to believe in all that. Now you you hold that against your dad. Oh the yeah, fact he brought that faith deal. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, when I questioned it when I was a little kid, and he got so mad at me. What did you question? Um, it was it was in Sunday school, and it was the story of Moses parting the Red Sea. And I raised my hand and I said, "How is that possible? How could someone just lift up a stick and the sea uh, separates?" Yeah, because I was looking for like some sort of physical answer to it. And oh my God, the Sunday school teacher humiliated me by going around the room and saying, Fez doesn't believe in God, and went to each person, do you believe in God? And everybody, every other little kid got to say yes. Mm-hmm. And then she went and told my father about it. Why didn't they just tell you miracle? That's what they told us everything when you're Catholic. They just go like this, miracle. Yeah, but how could that happen? It's a miracle. This is beyond us. And then my father was furious about it. And How was he, he mad? He was uh, mad that I questioned the Bible, that I questioned the Sunday school teacher, that I questioned God, and don't you ever, ever do that again. Do you know how embarrassing that is? So, and then after that, I'm like, all right, I better just believe this stuff. Take it as fact. I'll never raise my hand again. And you believed it up to what age? Oh, well, I mean, late. Decades and decades. Well, give us an age. Uh, Probably uh, uh, well into my 40s. And then it wasn't your hand that you raised, but your dick as a young man walked by. You raised your own rod. Now, I had the same, similar situation. And in Sunday school, I raised my hand. But when I did... The sea parted. And I'm like, oh, I never want to do that again. i got to be careful of my own powers. Holy shit. Yeah. It's like fucking... And the teacher was like, who did that? (laughs) And I wouldn't even fucking look up. You shouldn't be ashamed. You got any good memories, Fez? Even one? Uh, Not really with the religion. I mean, of any type. You said that time was fun. Your sister used to sit on you and fart. (laughs) Don't recall that memory or saying it. I don't know who um, I'm thinking of. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I just wanted to call in and let uh, Fez know uh, that that his dad was right. Uh, It didn't happen the way the Bible said it, but there was uh, supposedly five or six years ago, scientists proved that the parting of the Red Sea did happen. Because they, they, their theory was that there was an earthquake that caused the shift in the water long enough for people to cross. And after the people crossed, the, the, um, the water came back and the soldiers that were crossing after them actually got caught in and they did find remnants of like chariot wheels and, and Do you uh, realize that, kind of that you're just lying and talking out your ass? That there's no scientist? There's nothing about this? This would be the most famous thing that ever happened, and none of it is true. We ain't dealing in that science talk. (laughs) Even a scientist will back up the fact that an earthquake could separate the ocean long enough, and then when the chariots start through there, another earthquake, boom, drowned. Everybody knows that. 
At that point, I would have accepted that answer. I was just wondering how it happens if the lady had said, well, at a very coincidental moment, an earthquake happened that shifted the waters. You would have liked to have been lied to when you were a kid? Well, I you would... You feel like you were lied to? Yeah. Who will lie to you? Oh, I think any Sunday school teacher. I think uh, my father, my grandmother... Uh, telling those stories and making sure that you absolutely believed in it. I was always terrified as a kid of going to hell. I thought for sure I was going to screw up one of those tenets or one of those beliefs in the Bible, and that was it for me. And it was going to be predetermined that I'm just going to hell. Turned out to be right. Well, I, I haven't died yet. You're in hell now, though. You're unhappy now. Yeah, but I just... So, you were right. Little Fez. Fortune safe. Burning. Um... You know, the fact of the matter is, if you get into the miracle stuff, if it had a scientific way of happening, not exactly a miracle. The whole thing of a miracle is on the outside. Bigger than. The judge um, said an enormous sentence to punish you. <clears throat> you feel you are a victim when you've been a victimizer. It's a big difference. His defense for keeping these three girls prisoners? Yeah. He was looking for backup singers. He was calling them the girl pips. You can't do that. I'm going through these, and I got to tell you the truth. I'm looking through the dossier on your life, and I'm appalled, sir. Um, Josh, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, um, you're a Sunday school teacher. Uh, do you feel bad for all those kids if you'd like to, too? Or uh, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember any of those kids. but Well, yeah, well you I, still I, had I, influence on them. I felt bad that, you know, she put them all on the spot, too. Where she, it was basically, you better confess that you believe in God. Do you listen at everybody all? everybody else is going to be in trouble. He said when you were a Sunday school teacher. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, whenever you were a Sunday school teacher. You taught those kids, and don't you think your um, influence on them has impacted their life? And um, what are your reactions on that? Yeah, I feel, yeah, I totally feel bad about that. And because I know there was things that I was, you know, given to teach them where, you know, people of other religions were called a cult. And it was, yeah. Well, how are it, you going to pay those kids back? It was, I have no idea. We'll come up with an idea. Hunt them down. Explain to them what happened. You don't have to just leave it there open-ended. You can make your amends. Do I get a break again, Hicks, or I take it to the limit? We have to break again. Why? Why are we constantly breaking? <laughs> you act like this show's a runaway train. The breaks... Give us, you know, stops it from being a runaway train. That's the problem. You're as bad as a Sunday school teacher. You're all filled with phlegm. 
yeah. I didn't have anything to get it out of, so I You're swallowed it back down. Fucking lunger. I don't know where this cough came from. How about that fucking pack in your pocket? <laughs> no. How These about, are good for me. How about the, the fact is, if you're not filling your lungs with tobacco uh, smoke, they're filled with marijuana smoke. <laughs> you're working your lungs overtime. I think I'm making them stronger. You ought to just go out and put your mouth around a fucking exhaust pipe. Oh, no. It doesn't taste good at all. <laughs> the angrier he gets, sometimes the harder he coughs. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The second he's anger. Less like three the or four. Anger, you know, you remind me of the old guy's... When I was a kid, they would like fucking have emphysema and shit, you know? Oh, Jesus. And they were still smoking. They're like, these fucking doctors don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. They're a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, I agree with those guys. I'd be mean, like, really? You're acting like they're fucking nuts? Uh-huh. You're in a fucking em emphysema tent, like a fucking moron. They're fucking spouting bullshit. Come over and say hi to me through the tent. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> this nurse is a dick. <laughs> She's just trying to help you, dude. You got a lighter? Wait, that's pure oxygen. Uh, poor Fezzi's in a in a way, isn't he? Yeah, with the the dad thing. I like it. He yeah. hates his dad now. His hero, his all time hero. His dad went from hero to zero. Now you feel like he was a bad person. I just see him as the very flawed person that he was. He wasn't perfect. There was a lot of things that, that he did to you. He owes you an apology. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know what? I mean, now it's been a couple of years since he's died, and I didn't even realize there were unsettled things with him. Really? Yeah. Like the, what? What would you like to settle? The the more that I think about, you know, him not standing up to my mother. There was... I, I thought I was cool with that. I can't picture you being cool with anything. I think you're just breaking through some of this stuff now. Oh, you're yeah. You're doing this stuff that most people do in their teens. You're doing now in your late 60s, early 70s. Wow, that old, huh? Older. I'm just trying to be nice to him in front of the audience. Oh, boy. Well, I guess this new Shrake is actually, you know, the best one out of, what, the last Why, because she's made him the saddest? <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to say to your dad if your dad was right here right now? I wish he would have done something yeah, about... Not, he's here right now. I wish you would have done something about How that. How dare you talk to me? You're sitting there with that stupid mustache. Your mother and I are so ashamed of you. You brought nothing but shame to our name. Does that help? No, not That's really. That's the kind of stuff I would do if I was a shrink. Here's what I would say to abuse victims if they were an abuse victim and they were talking about it. Who's going to get you? Who's going to get you there? Who's going to get you there? Oh, what are you hiding there? What are you hiding there? That couldn't help. Why am I paying you? Because <laughs> I need the money. I take a lot of pills. Oh, Jesus, are you high right now? How else could I say, listen? <laughs> well, Fezzy, at least you're happy now. It's past. Not today. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. 
I think I speak for everyone. You're fun to be around. <laughs> oh, God. You just get everybody going. Yeah. Get everybody laughing. It's like a fun party. It is. It's like a constant party time. It's like Animal House. <laughs> Except for with real animals. <laughs> That's my dream. To remake that movie with animals. Animal House Farm. <laughs> Fucking combine both both goddamn things. And just really fuck with people's heads. Why would you get to play otter? An otter. Yeah. Oh. You'd get an actual otter to play otter. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Um... Brian, you're on the run of Fez show. Fez, do not get offended by this. Why are you now upset with your father because he wouldn't stand up to your mother when you don't stand up to your mother at all? Your mother runs all over you. Everything you believe in with your pro-gay, I'm sure she's anti-gay, and you allow that. So how can you sit there and be upset with something like that? Love your father for who he was and what you knew of him. Stop, stop taking everything apart. All right, that's a good point, though. Like, you have not improved upon what you now see as your father's weakness. Yeah, yeah, and I'm working through that, too. <laughs> I'm working on all of this at one time. Well, how? How are you working on it? Are you going to go down there and hit her? No, I won't hit her. Don't you wish your dad would have hit her? No, I don't... No, there was enough hitting in that house. I love the way you go with bits. It really makes it easier to do this show. Um, you're going to tell her off at least, right? Or slash your tires? Mother, I'm looking out the window and it looks like your tires have been slashed. At least I poured flower fluid on the lawn. <laughs> Those damn teenagers. That's the way he talks with his, with his mom. <laughs> Mother, I'm going to wake you up early tomorrow and we're going to go to Target. That sounds great. <clears throat> and then when we get home, I'm going to put that toenail polish on you. <laughs> One day, Fez is going to go down on fucking vacation. He's not going to come back. We'll send someone to check on him. And he's just going to be sitting there in a dress made up of his mother's skin. <laughs> hey! Ah! She made me an audible! Mother! Uh, why the formality of calling her mother instead of mom? It just, she seems like a mother. It just... You want to say motherfucker, right? Say it. Is that what's behind it? It just, it feels, I guess it feels like a f more formal relationship. She never really seemed like a mom. Has there or a ever, who Has there ever been a time... When you've heard someone refer, refer to their mom as mother and think, oh, that's a nice family. Mother. Oh, I can just see Fez. He's trying to get his room as clean as he can and his mom's checking it. And Fez is just standing there shaking in a puddle of his own piss. <laughs> what the fuck? I, did a, I didn't know about the dust bunnies. God damn dust bunnies have ruined my life. You gotta go burn that house down, Fez. You give her fair warning. Like, you know, don't like me. She doesn't necessarily be in the house. But you'll let her run out to see it burning down. You know, put a scare in her. Every once in a while, she found that fucking Fez was keeping Reese's cups under his pillow and just screaming at him. She cares, lady. <laughs> it's a fucking guy in a peanut butter cup. Everyone wants one. That was for the whole family. <laughs> 
Why does Janice have to listen to the show on hold? Maybe the What's wrong with down? her radio? Maybe the radio's down. I don't know. She needs a center one? Does she need a radio? <clears throat> I wonder when Fez is going to have breakthroughs in his life of, of um, about his brothers and sisters. I decided I don't like them either. <laughs> I also decided, in hindsight, I didn't like my dog or any of my teachers. Fez, your gay friends aren't calling you anymore and you're not hanging out with them? Um, I'm still, uh, I still see Michael from time to time, but, like, no. Not the gang? No, not the gang. Oh, and no. you were calling them our friends. Yeah, I was doing that for a while. Not true? No. Just, you feel like, rejected? quickly out of touch. Mm. Well, the good thing is they're all seeing each other. Like see, that I didn't know either. Yeah. Maybe it was that incident with the Liberace movie. That's what I was wondering. Or you yelled at the guy or something. It wasn't great. You're a jerk-off. <laughs> or I said I hated that movie and everyone just stared at me. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> wow. What a cock. Well... When you go to see the gay Bucks games this year, it'll be fun. Not going to see any Bucks games. You're done with football this year. Yeah, it's uh, oh, no. I'm boycotting the Bucks. <laughs> They're gonna feel it too. They're gonna make such a fucking run. It's gonna be great. You should, don't tell me about it. You should. <laughs> I don't want to know. You should do a new act where you're called the Stand Up in Quicksand, and it's just fucking sinking down. You can just hear a word at a time. Yeah, I'm done with that. Go. I don't know if there's a lot of stand up over fucking quicksand pits, but there should be. Used to see them in movies a lot more. Like there's never any quicksand. Like I just thought, like the world was full of quicksand, but I've never come across any of it. <laughs> it used to happen quite a bit. Where enough, where uh, when I went in the woods, I thought, make sure there's a lot of vines around here. <laughs> Bring some rope just in case. It can't, it's got to be an awful thing because you're going like this. I'm going to smother the death in just a few minutes. Oh God. I've got a couple minutes to think about smothering to death. Lassie, get help. And you ever notice, I mean, I, my beef was always, it's not that quick. It should be slow sand. They got time to yell for help before dying a terrible death. But isn't it just mud? No, it's sand, but quick. Quick sand. Uh, Murray. In Florida. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Pepper, hey. D-Day. Um, I had a situation where I, I wanted to let Fez know, don't feel so bad about being singled out. Had a new district manager came into our team. And first time we ever met him, hotel room, we're all sitting around the table, about 10 of us. And there's a black guy. And it was right around Martin Luther King Day. And he just out of nowhere says, you know, want to get know everybody, blah, blah, blah. But first I want to recognize Martin Luther King and kind of go around the table and get a chance for everybody to tell us what he's ever meant to you. And 
<laughs> he could have knocked us over with a stinking feather, and uh, I didn't know what to say. I mean, but it was he had us. I mean, all of us, white folks and him, <laughs> and saying it, and it really brought us out. So, Fez, don't feel so. So you bad. don't have any feelings about Martin Luther King whatsoever. I have plenty of feelings, but none that I think about. And, and when he brought it up to us, like I said, I mean, he might as well ask us in relativity or something. I mean, nobody really knew what to say. Where are you calling from? The South. Oh! oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, particularly if you were in business or sales, you could talk for hours about Martin Luther King, the fact that he could change opinions, the the fact that he would probably was the greatest public speaker in American history. But no, you could just sit there and think like this. He didn't help me. Did he do something for coloreds? I already had a library card. I didn't need one. I will tell you this. If you fall into quickstand, do not fight it. Just stand still. They always brought that up. Do not fight the quicksand. I just feel like I need to fight it. No, let me. That's going to make you. That's going to make you go down faster. Just go drag you, man. Might fight it at first. Just see what happens. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It's going to get worse for you. Hey, Rob, you're on the Run Fed show. Hey, I got one for Fed. How you? How you guys doing? Good. Fed, how you doing? Good. What can we do for you? I'm just curious, like. I love you to death. I listen to you guys all the time. Uh-oh. You guys are great. Oh, but I'm what? just curious. Why do you care so much, really, about your past? Move on, man. I mean, you're this new guy. You know, your heart's still going for now. I mean, just move on. Who, who really cares? I mean, why do you get so bothered by it? I'm just really curious. I'm almost at the point where I'm starting to think it's a bit. You know, I don't understand. Well, it's not a bit, but it's definitely a comfort zone. Like, there's a part of Fez, and I believe that he's truly sad this week, but there's also a part of him that's happy that he gets to be sad. Does that make sense even slightly? There's a comfort in being sad. Well, he likes being sad. He's been there before. He knows. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you can't say that you like being sad, but you know how to do it so well. Why would they have little kids were in that thing? There was some little kids that were at the at the trial. Were they the captivity babies, maybe? So, Fez, I guess what he's asking for. Is there a reason why you can't shake it off, whatever it was? I have no idea why I can't shake it off. That's why I go see the shrink. Do you want to shake it off? Yes, I would like to shake it off and not care about it anymore. What is it specifically that you care about? I, I, you know, it's things where I don't even realize I'm caring about it, but I think just the fear I felt when I was a kid feels so amplified now that, um... You're used to it? I guess so, and, but I can't, I can't get rid of it, I can't get past it. Why don't you just accept it? I tried to do that, too. You've done everything. Looks uh, like you need a Shelby hug. I'm still Shelby. working on it. Classic, classic Shelby, hug. Shelby, go over and give a hug to Fez. At least a nuzzle. Come on. Go give your gay hug. Come on. Do it. Hug him. This is so uncomfortable. Oh. That was a pat and a closeness. 
<laughs> that was a close pat. That was not a hug. It's a good pat, though. Who would you like a hug from? I'll take one from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I bet he's got a good hug on him. I don't know why anybody wants to be hugged. <sighs> Jackie, you're on the run of face show. Yeah, buddy, how you doing? Good. Yeah, I want to know when Fezzy's going to finally come out and say that he hates you, Brian B. Well, I know... I know it is all these years, you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Breaking it down for him, legit, you know what I mean, man? Yeah. Like a good friend really will. I think the day that he says, Ron, I hate you, I think he's going to be improved. And I blame you on everything. You took me out of my comfortable Florida home and took me to New York City, which I hate. That would be some crazy shit. I'll feel relieved. I don't feel that way at all. Sure you do. He does tell me in his own way. Through his work. Now last week he said, hey, I know this is a big day for you, Ronnie B. I'm never going to... You know me, I remember everybody's occasions. Yeah. That's why I'm here for you. Oh wait, he didn't call. Who called then? Um, Shelby, you're, you're, you're getting out of college, right? And you're going for psychology. If you had to give Fez one thing, what would you give him? Other than a blowjob. Other than a blowjob, uh... It's really fucking funny. I'd say... You already hugged him. I mean, he's getting close. Is a handy available? <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, what, okay. Would, what, what advice would you give Fez? He uh, loves the advice show. I don't know like, what hasn't already been said over like the years. Can I just say no? Everything's been said. All right, remember when you touched him? Yes. Now look what you did to his neck. Lean your head back a little bit, Fez. Turn, turn the other way. Uh, See the redness? Yeah. He's breaking out from where you touched him. Shelby, what's on your hands? Some form of the plague, apparently. Uh, Tim, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, uh, not that it makes a difference either way other than discussion, but that I'm kind of going the opposite way of that last caller. I think Fez will take mocking and abuse and criticism from Ron when he won't take it in other places. I think he's, uh, I think he looked at Ron almost like a dad. Yeah, but you know what he ended up thinking of his dad? 180, dog. He's just hoping I die so he can say some shit. You know, that guy, I mean, he acted like he was joking, but some of it hurts. Some of it fucking really got to me. And if he was alive today, you know what I'd say? Nothing. Nothing. I can't wait to hear the way he goes off on his mom after she dies. Or do you think it'll be a lot like... He'll say he'll go the opposite and say how much he loved her. No, because I remember after Reagan died, he said that he didn't like Reagan. And he used to worship Reagan. Wow. Gipper? Who doesn't love Reagan? I always thought it was the D-Sipper. <laughs> it's Gipper? <laughs> D-Sipper is what we used to have to say on the radio because yeah. we couldn't say cocksucker. <laughs> so you're a D-Sipper that sips D's. Mm. And the bosses would be like, I guess that's all right. I'm not even sure what it means. 
Mike, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, I've been listening to Feds for years, and I have a few personality observations that I think explain some of this stuff. Sure. Like, Feds is too self-centered to even identify with the younger version of himself. You know, the only thing that Feds identifies with is himself in the exact moment that he's in. He feels bad about himself because he doesn't have companionship. He goes to these therapists, he tells them he feels bad, and then they come up with all this stuff about why he feels bad, and then he fixates on it. It's, I really don't think that Fez has the capacity to sympathize even with the older version of himself. He's never had an original thought when it comes to comedy or anything, and he doesn't have an original thought about what he feels bad about in his own life. It's all put in his head by his therapist. Um, Fez, that might be true. My mind is fucking blown right now. I think he's got you. Were you listening at all? Yeah, yeah. I just heard meanness. No, I mean... It's not upset. I'm not trying to be... Mean. There wasn't anything even mean there. This is the breakthrough moment for you. Well, I was confused because at one point he said, I'm not in the moment, and then another moment he said that I am. So, yeah, that's not what I said. What I said was, you, you, you're fixating on these things from your childhood, and I'm saying that I don't think that you really have the capacity... To fixate or identify with yourself as a child. You don't identify with anyone else or their childhood or even with them in the moment. You know, so you feel bad right now. You feel bad today because you don't have companionship. Even if it's not sexual, you just want companionship, so you feel bad. And then you go to your therapist, you tell them, hey, I feel bad. And then they tell you, oh, it's your childhood, it's this, it's that, it's sexuality, it's all this stuff. And then you fixate on it. Because they're telling you that that's why you feel bad now. They put ideas in your head, and then you blow them out of proportion. I do fixate on things. I, I will agree with you there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I do identify with my younger self because I was a scared kid, and when I get nervous, I feel the exact same. The advice show. I, I think that there is a solution to this. And the solution is basically just start living, stop being such a fucking pussy, you know, stop acting like a child, go out, you quit this job that you're terrible at, get into a car, go drive across the country, meet people, do things, stop being so fearful. It's really a question of personal will, you know, rather than sitting in an empty apartment by yourself and letting your mind wander on the ridiculous thing. The Advice Show. It's the only radio show where you call in with advice. <laughs> Could you, the caller, call in with advice on the advice show? The advice show. The host has no idea what to do, doesn't have a lot of skills or background. The advice show. Your advice is needed. On the advice show. The advice show. When do you see your shrink again, Fez? On Friday. Here's what I tomorrow. Okay. What time? Uh seven. At six twenty-five. You're gonna sit down on a park bench with Chris Stanley and smoke a big fat blunt before you go in there. Wanna get fucking high? Like blazed out of your face. And, and just be different than you are right now. I'm not even saying better, but at least you're trying something different. Fat L. Some dank herb. Would you be willing to do that? Yes, I would. 
Because I'm willing to call the cops and tell them exactly where that joint's <laughs> being smoked. Oh, no, I, I'm going to get busted, too. Yeah. I'm willing to do that. Come on. The Advice Show. My advice is keep your hands in the air. <laughs> like you just don't care? I think you normally do care when you put your hands in the air. Now, here's the big question. If I did that, would I be a whistleblower or a rat? Shelby. Like a whistleblower. He's fucking riding me out. Come on. It's bullshit. You found me. Uh, well, so what do you say? Rats. You riding me out. I put you in a tiebreaker. Whistleblower. Thank you oh, so much. You're the one getting in trouble, too. He's doing a public service. Now, by the way, you were bit yesterday, whistleblower or a rat. I thought you did it well. Then I went over the site, and you had labeled it whistleblower or Iraq. And no one knew what the hell you were talking about. Really Spelling gotta... matters, everybody. Oh my God. Spell check, and there is no I in spell check. <laughs> um, let's go over here to Ron. Ron, you're on the Ron Fest show. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Yeah. I got a great new idea for you. Let's. You should fire Fez. Bring me in and sit in the seat. We'll come up with a new idea like the Ron and Ron show. Well, that was a big one. Good work. That was a big one. 38 fucking share and 18 to 34s. Fuck everyone else. Um, Dustin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello. Yes. Hey, I, yeah, I kind of agree with one of the callers previously about. Uh, Fez and being fearful and just living his life. He needs to stop being afraid and stop regressing to his childhood. The Advice Show. <laughs> Sometimes you'll agree with each other on <laughs> The Advice Show. It's the only it's the only show on the radio where you'll be glad you're not the host. The Advice Show. Hicks, what are you doing over there? <laughs> you're, sw <laughs> you're swinging things. You got papers out. I know. I got There's two boxes. You want another pizza? Yeah, I'll have, I'll have some more. Or do you want the Nutella dessert? Whatever that. I'm gonna say that for last. I'll take a slice of that. Yeah, they say it doesn't digest, so it should be great. <laughs> See, it's a hazelnut spread. It's very tasty. <laughs> um, Keith, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. It's Heath. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I have PTSD, and uh, it just really over the past couple of days, it uh, reminds me of what Fess is going through. Because what happens with PTSD is that you stop worrying about your personal life, and you start putting all your emotions, all your bad thoughts, and you move it towards things that you can't control, like the Trayvon Martin case or something like that. And so it's just an avenue to put out all your emotions without really working on yourself. Well, you were glad when Trayvon uh, was killed, right, Fess? No, just the opposite, Ron. Right. I go through these fucking papers. By the way, George Zimmerman was pulled over by a cop in Texas, and he had a gun in the car. <laughs> now he's on the run. He's just driving around. He's doing what maybe what you should do, Fess. Just drive out there. I would do it, just not with the gun. Where would you like to drive to? Um, 
The Smoky Mountains is always a, a nice drive. Through there. Or maybe the Blue Ridge. Something hilly. Did you see the way that he folded it when you giggled? Yeah. I, I was saw looking it. at you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's judging me. Shelby's judging me. Um here's uh Matt, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey Ronnie, don't you think it's like really weird that everything that Fezzy cries about now is stuff that you guys used to laugh and joke about, like in one oh two seventies and stuff like Fezzy getting his bike thrown in a hole and his mom being crazy and getting his ass sprayed out with water. Like these were all funny things that were awesome with the show and now it's now he's gonna cry about them and said it's really weird. I think it's bullshit. It really is true. You don't have any new stories. No, they're the same old ones, yeah. Always the stories that were fun and funny are now sad and saddy. <laughs> Let's break. And when we get back, uh, we're going to have Fez shit in a bucket, <laughs> and then we're going to have it sent out to be looked at. Oh, good. I think he's eating too much corn. Ugh. She ain't going to digest, dog. <laughs> I'll get the bucket. Yeah, get the shit bucket. <laughs> I think it's under the piss bucket, but I'm not sure. It should be somewhere near the puke box. I hope we didn't mix them up again. And Hicks has the fart bag if you need it. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, I, I can hold that down. Banking it up with that thing. Oh, again with the bank it up. Banking it up. Love it. It's got to. <laughs> hey, by the way, <laughs> did you get the thing from Saratoga Chick? Oh, no, no. I got a big bet the house on this. Uh, car on this uh, thing. Let me give you this hint. Yeah. Are you in a macho kind of mood? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, of course, I'm saying bet the house. He said bet the casa. Yeah, well, you know. So you're not on his tip list? I, I am. I, I always get all those fucking emails from him and all those boys. You know, you're Harry Siemens. That, I love that guy. Uh, his boy... Uh, Pompano Kurt. Here's what I hate about it. I, I love getting anything from, from the chick, but then his friends respond and I have to read their responses. So many fucking emails. It's it's sounds like a good list of dudes. Just, you know, busting balls, gambling on the ponies. Do you know what it is? Should I say something or no? I'm, you know how we're doing the the birthday party for you next week, right? Oh, yeah. And by the way, I'm hiring Fez as a sad clown. I hope it works out. I love sad clowns. This is a clown who looks at kids like this. My mom never loved me. My dad didn't protect me. Just make a balloon animal or something? Yeah. I'm trying to come up with despair as a balloon animal. It's just despair. I hate life so much, but I'm afraid to die. <laughs> Weird. He says it's too big to mail, but he's going to leave it with security. Jesus Christ. That's... When is your birthday? Next Thursday? Yeah. We're going to have the world's best birthday show for you. Thank you. Would you like to drink that day? 
I could have some cocktails, sure. Okay. I mean, so, I not even beers. You want to go straight cocktails. <laughs> and we're going to try to have all your best friends oh. stop by. The nice. Friends that you've made over the years. Nice. Um, we're talking to Zito. <laughs> what? <laughs> Liam. All right. <laughs> And then I think there's a promotions intern that you've got pretty close with. <laughs> you know what? This is so ironic because this is a big zero birthday for you. It's three zero. You're saying goodbye to your twenty twin twins. See you in hell. And it just happens to land on a thirsty Thursday. That's your favorite day of the year. Perfect. One way for today. And I'm going to be thirsty on that particular Thursday. I'm going to tell you what else, too. What's that? I want you to enjoy yourself, yeah. drink as much as you want, oh, and then no. take Friday off. Oh, my God. Are you for real? Yeah. That's part of my gift to you. That's the shit. Thank you. I'm making up a list of your best friends. Okay, good. Anyone got Molly's number? <laughs> I, I have her number. It's, I'm her we'll mentor. need that. Her mentor. Um, oh, Bob. You and Bob are close for a while. Have his number two, if you need it. Fez, you need some advice, right? The Advice Show. You always say that this is your favorite segment of the show. Here's someone I know that can help you. Dickie Jr. What's going on, Dowsy? Hey, hey, Dickie Jr. First off, Peppyham, can I get in on this blunt tomorrow, (laughs) Dowsy? Come through. Anyway, Spazzy, I've been listening for years, dog. It makes me so sad when you start tearing up, man. Give me your address. I'll ship you an eighth right now. Free charge. See you. There goes Dickie Jr. It's care of Chris Stanley, 1221 Avenue of the Americas. Mm, just send it Dan Auerbach. <laughs> Dan Auerbach. Uh, I don't know what that says. You got it. Oh. Of time, it'd be tight, actually. So, um, well, let me break here. Yeah, we should break. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fest show. Ron Bennington, right, all right. Tez Wally. Yeah. This is the the Ron and Fez show. It's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, by the way, I'm uh, giving away a big prize today. We'll hand this out tomorrow if you uh, sign up for Classic Shelb's uh, new Twitter account. You're down as Classic Shelb? Yeah, I took everyone's advice and changed it. So you can find him at Classic Shelb or Chutney Swope. But the. Um, Mustangs going to come after him and shut that account down. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but Classic Shelb. What are we giving away? Uh, Californication, season two, signed by Mr. David Duchovny. We are going to be talking with a gentleman now. Uh, Zito turned us on to this guy. He is a singer, songwriter, studio musician, who now has a brand new album coming out. Um I'll be able to talk about that in a little bit. But go over and check them out at pledgemusic.com or uh, onesheet.com slash David Ryan Harris for his tour dates and more information. Great, great uh, singer has 
uh, played and sang with all the greats. I don't have it in front of me right now, but people like um, John Mayer and uh, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan, and the list goes on and on. He's just a really, really terrific uh, performer. He's going to be performing for us live. His name is David Ryan Harris. And when Zeitz laid this on us, uh, we were blown away by the soul voice. It's amazing. It's scary good. It's going to blow your mind away. Well, it's, you know, we don't have to oversell. Let's just leave it out there. So he'll be uh, performing live. Some of the songs from his brand new album called Light Years. Now, uh, the album is available on pre-order at pledgemusic.com. This is uh, one of those Kickstarter type things that he actually raised the money from fans to uh, make this out. And when Zeet says, I want you to listen to this guy sing, and while I was listening to the album, I looked over and Zito was crying. Oh, man. But it was just about some stuff that was said about him on O&A. It had nothing to do with the singing. I don't even get to that because it's still kind of tender for everybody. But um, anyway, his name is David Ryan Harris. Pledgemusic.com. Or you can go over to onesheet.com slash David Ryan Harris. The name of the album is Light Years. And he's going to perform and sing songs from that album. Here's David Ryan Harris. They made their promises and then they walked away. Farewell, good friends, be gone, be gone. My strength I find in you, the one who loves and can't be moved. In your arms I find new gold to soldier on. You are my favorite times of trouble.
That is Shelter from David Ryan Harris. The new album is out called Light Years. You can pre-order that right now at pledgemusic.com. David Ryan Harris, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic. Thank you. You put this album together through crowdfunding? Yes. Um, You know, I think a lot of people have uh, this vision of touring artists that... We were just like rolling around with tons of money and strippers and blow and more importantly, studio time. But that's not really the case, at least not in my case. It occasionally happens, yes. but it's not as often as you think. It is not the rule. But it's cool enough that you have enough people out there that want to, want you to get this out made. Incredibly uh, touching and humbling that people yeah. would pay up front for something they have no idea what it's going to be. And Well, uh First of all, you're just a beautiful singer, just Thank you very stone much. gorgeous singer. But that only takes you so much, doesn't it? It really becomes a lot about songwriting. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into songwriting? Um, I've always been into like lyrics and like uh, stories. I was really big into Elvis Costello, um, and oddly, well, not oddly enough, but Elvis Costello and Stevie Wonder were like my two sort of storytellers. I felt like when I listened to um, songs in the key of life. I would like, you know, sat right between the speakers and I felt like I was in his world and he was telling me his story. And I felt like once the songs were done, I knew something about that guy singing that song. Right. Um, and the same with Elvis Costello, except I didn't know anything about him. I just knew about how he observed the world. So I just wanted to be somewhere between those two where when you get done listening to my record, you kind of know what I'm about. And you know you know how i observe things and see the world well i think it's interesting because i think you kind of even share a tonality with both of those guys um huge there, compliment yeah there there's a tonality there but what you were driven by were the lyrics yes. first and foremost first and foremost well first it was the singing because i was you know i was just a mm. kid and i sang all the time i sang all the time but when it came time for me to actually you know sit down and figure out how to sing something other than someone else's songs. It was like, well, if I'm going to sing, I want to sing something that kind of means something. And that was definitely, um, you know, something that I got from those two artists. Uh, And to me, it's always that really magical time when you're a kid, too, when you go, wait, this song is about something. I can remember some songs that I would just, my, my head 
would snap back when I was a kid. Exactly. Yeah. You go, you feel like you, you put a little puzzle together. Like, yeah. oh, I know what he's talking about. And like cool metaphors. And, uh, you know, you, you, almo- you almost felt like um, you were having a secret conversation with this songwriter. Like, sure. ah, I got you. I know yeah. what you're talking about. The best songwriters, you would always think me and this guy would really get along. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Yeah. Me and Paul Simon would be such close friends. Exactly. Um, I, I forget the one time I was listening to Neil Young and people were, it was on a radio call-in show and people were calling, this was like 30 years ago, and people were calling in and bringing up lyrics and Neil was either, sometimes he couldn't recall them or was saying, hey, I was just really looking to rhyme on that and it's just so funny, right? you know? There's this, uh, this, um... In this John Lennon Imagine like documentary, this guy rolls up to John Lennon's house and he's like, "Hey man, like, you know, you wrote those songs about like me and my, you know, whatever." <laughs> and John's like, "Um, no man, like at most I wrote them about me and Yoko. Like I, you know, yeah. if, you, if you read something into it, then that's kind of your trip." And yet, that is true that the like if the song's written and it's a great song or it connects and what I, it kind of walks away from the artist right. and and belongs to everybody else, right? Which is a strange phenomenon. It really is. It really is. And and for Neil to not comment on it, it's like, you know, I wrote it, you take it and you make it mean what you right. want it to mean. And also, I think, like a lot of good art, certainly in the visual arts, subconscious plays such a big part of it that maybe even the artist themselves doesn't know exactly right. what it means to Absolutely. them. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, the good songs come fast, or they take a while? They take a while for me. I've had one song that I think is any good at all that came to me really, really quickly. But the rest of them, I sort of pour over lyrics and make sure that the metaphors are right and that this rhyme is as strong as it can be and that the picture is clear. So sometimes it takes me, um, you know, three months to write a song. Well, let's jump into another one. This is So Is Mine. Tell us about that a little bit. Um, Actually... Well, the story of the song is it's a, you know, it's a couple who lay in bed every night and pretend that their relationship is great, that it's not over when it's really, really over. And everybody at one point or another has lived this one. Been there. So is mine. It's from the new album Light Years. You can check that out for going to pledgemusic.com or go to onesheet.com slash David Ryan Harris. This is So Is Mine. Tell me all of the thoughts you're hiding When you lay awake beside me Hoping I'm asleep Cause something's pulling you further from me Undo the waves of these sheets And I can't help you breathe Tell me I'm the one thing you keep on your mind Barely beating, can't keep time Your heart's in trouble and so is mine I 
wish I could hold you I know I'm probably supposed to But there is a wall that we put up between us I'm too scared to climb Cause something's keeping me from believing There's a forever waiting to be found there on the other side Tell me I'm the one thing you keep on your mind Baby, beating, can't keep time Your heart's in trouble and so is mine Cause you have all the answers and we're both wrong So we lie here in silence Cause the truth can be so quiet But we both know Oh, oh, oh It's barely breathing Can't break through I'm afraid of letting go So are you Barely beating, can't keep time. Your heart's in trouble, and so is mine. So is mine. So is mine. So is mine. That is so is mine. Amazing, dude. Thank you. Amazing. Um, it's interesting to watch you sing too. That I don't see you stress in it in any way. Is that just from my point of view, or are you very at ease with your vocal instrument? Sometimes um, I tell people. Sometimes I have to think about singing, and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't. So sometimes it is work, but sometimes like I I will get done with a song, and I'll open my eyes and be like. Wow, that shit was awesome. What what was that? Like I, you know, I just kind of I get out of the way and it just kind of comes out. But then sometimes I'm like I'm kind of fighting for everything. no idea how to get to that place in particular right. though. And just sometimes that that zone is there. And sometimes it's just the the, the physiological thing. Sometimes my throat is tired and then I have mm-hmm. to you know I have to pick notes like oh I can't sing that note on this song because it's too early in the set and I'll lose my voice by the end. You know, so sometimes it's just. Um, constant negotiation with my my throat you've uh toured with a lot of different people you played in studio with a, a lot of different people what is that one common denominator you think for a, a musician um a couple things like you know people ask all the time like you know you know what's 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 the secret or what's the shortcut or whatever and number one i tell people to just be cool to be around because you only play for like an hour hour and a half which means you got to be around these people for like 20 something hours right of the day so if you're not uh you know a person that people want to be around you don't get the gig um like i I played with uh i played with richie sambora on the tour that he did and my 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 audition for richie was to go to his house and we went and got food like there were no guitars it's just like once you get to a certain level you just assume that you're proficient enough to be there so it's like do i want to be around this person so that's one thing and then the other thing i feel like 
um, for musicians that play vocal, you know, music where there's a singer to just try to make space for the singer to right. do their thing. I think that is the uh, that's an interesting thing that leaving empty spots, leaving empty places for other people. Right. Because so many times you're thinking, I want to show off my thing. Of course. I've been in my room practicing for eight hours a day (laughs) for, you know, five years. I'm going to show you some stuff. But What age did you know, like, this is really what I want to do, no matter good times, bad times, this has got to be it? It was really interesting for me. I started playing guitar when I was about 16, and I just did it all the time because I loved it. And then I met four other dudes that like to do it all the time and we never had any designs on like oh we're going to do this and get a deal we just did it because we loved it Mm -hmm. um and then people liked it and it just sort of progressed from there and it it probably took you know a few years in into it like into my mid-20s before it was like well i can't do anything else because i'm too far in like i what you know i dropped out of college what am i going to do so, so you're a lifer. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you're like, I just got to keep going. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about um, the next one that you're going to be doing, which is I can't meet, wait to meet you. Um, I wrote that song with um, the songwriter, really talented songwriter um, uh, named James Slater in Nashville, and it was um, my wife and I were expecting. And we were doing that thing where you you don't know what it's going to look like and you're kind of getting the room together and you're you're painting the room and there's like all this this anticipation about whose personalities you're going to have and you know just 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 sort of a sweet lullaby to the you know the baby in the tummy this person that's going to be there for the rest of your life exactly isn't that an amazing thing when you think we're preparing a room for someone i'm going to know for the rest of my life exactly um, this is from the new album, Light Years. You can uh, pre-order that on pledgemusic.com. And this one's called um, I Can't Wait to Meet You. There's a chair in the corner where I'll rock you to sleep Under stars are painted on the ceiling I'll hold you while you dream Will you have your mother's patience Her smile or her eyes I guess we'll see But I know you'll be A beautiful surprise There's a song in my heart that I'll sing to you that my father's father sang to him when he was in my shoes when the sun is on your shoulder may it give you strength to shine so that as you grow to be a man you never lose the boy inside take your time you never take enough when time is on your side I'll be here forever if you need me to Hold your lives full of possibility Like a sky wide open and blue I know you're on your way I can't wait to meet you Brand new curtains for the window 
And a blanket in baby blue That your grandmother started working on The second that she heard you'd be here soon And we'll all be watching over you As you take your first breath We count the minutes and the hours Until the day we're blessed Take your time You'll never take enough when time is on your side Know that I'll, I'll be here forever if you need me to Full of possibility Like a sky wide open and blue I know you're on your way I can't wait to meet you That is I Can't Wait to Meet You, uh, David Ryan Harris. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal. Thank you very much. Stuff. Just, just so great to hear. In, and I don't want to attack other musicians, but to be able to sit in the studio and do this with your voice and a guitar, it's becoming rarer and rarer. It is, uh, yeah, it's like, um, it's almost sad how people are amazed that I do what I do. It's right. Like, this used to be the norm. Like, yeah, this, this was be, it. Yeah. This was considered music. Yeah, it's like, and guy's playing guitar and singing right here in front of me. It's like... Yeah, that's, that's, that's what you do. That yeah, that is what we thought about of music for I don't know ten thousand years. Yes, yes. Uh, but it's all uh, changed quite a bit. But you know, the other thing I, I think that sometimes that we worry about stardom and money and units, rather than get back to that one really pure thing of music is actually great and it's somehow good for us. Yes. In ways that we don't even understand. Absolutely. You know? Uh, I'm always trying to tell people that I think the album experience is still probably one of the best experiences you can have as a fan. Just to put it on and leave it on. Right. You know? Right. Well, it's, we're all fragmented because there's so much other stuff going on. So you put it on and leave it on, but then you're on you know, Twitter and then you're like right. on Netflix. And so you don't have that singular experience of like being immersed in this world because everyone is so busy. But if you take the time to, to do it, you know, even if it's a, an old, you know, a classic album. Yeah. Because um, a lot of artists now don't create albums. It's like a collection of singles. It's very, very true. Uh, you know, I think it was last year, and I knew that he was going to be going on the show with me, so I took uh, the CD long, and I was going to be traveling a lot. It was Art Garfunkel. Mm -hmm. And I listened to it, listened to it again, and I'm just thinking, it's stunning how fantastic that man's voice is. Right. And the fact that it never gets brought up, you know, right. like it used to be. Right. 
Um, there are, uh, you know, you brought up Stevie Wonder. You'll never see Stevie Wonder get listed in one of the all-time great voices because people consider him a musician or a writer, you know. But it's amazing how many things that you have to do well it's, to be it's a musician. True. It's true. Uh, you know, and I, I sometimes, my musician friends and I sometimes... Uh, joke about like i don't know if stevie wonder could get signed right now if he's if stevie wonder came out right now yeah i don't know that he could get a deal like it'd be like that's really I, cool i me. certainly know that if his head was in the same place he wouldn't right because he always wandered off and did whatever he wanted to do and one album would sound different right than the one before him so i i am very very curious and you know you brought up elvis costello and he probably never had the career that he deserve to have you know right, right but he's had a career that's probably has more freedom and is more interesting than any any of his peers certainly you know gratifying and you know i'm 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 always really grateful that i'm able to that i've been able to do what i do for like you know 25 years like always know, stunning like, right yeah i mean i didn't know how i was going to make it at times but you know i'm i'm really grateful to be able to have a career and you know kind of do what i want to do to a certain degree and you talked about stardom at first and you know that kind of that kind of freaks me out i just i literally i just want to make music because i love it like i don't yeah. want to i want to go to the grocery store and i want people in my bushes so if that means i have to you know there's some sort of ceiling on myself i'm kind of i'm I'm fine with that it's really funny too because i'm sure there is a point where it bypasses, but it's hard to see, you right. know, and it will actually, you know, it's actually killed people. I mean, if you look at Elvis and Michael Jackson, nobody would want that life. No, nobody would want what those two guys went f no. through. Um, all right. Here's another song you're going to do for us. Uh, this one is uh, I'll Still Be Loving You. Um, tell us a little bit about this one. That song, um, true story, it was my mom's birthday, and I knew it was my mom's birthday. I knew coming up to my mom's birthday, it was her birthday, but I just couldn't think of what to get her. You know, once you get in your 70s and, you know, you've, you know, I've made, like, stupid handmade cards and, mm -hmm. you know, shitty finger paint drawings and all this stuff. Like, what do you buy your mom's 70, whatever. So I called my mom on her birthday. I was like, hey, mom, love you. Happy birthday. Um... I didn't forget to get you something. I'm just writing this song, and I'm not done with it. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. That's 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 so sweet. And I was like, all right, so I'll talk to you later. And I got off the phone, and I was like, shit, I'm going to start writing this song. <laughs> so I knew that the only way she would know that the song was really for her would be that I had to put stuff in it that actually happened. And, you know, she was a, she was a single mom, and, um, you know, the stuff about... There's a line in the song where I say, uh, I know God only let me borrow you a while. My mom used to say that all the time. So it's it's like a, an ode to an ode for an ode about my, my mom. It's I'll Still Be Loving You. And this is off David Ryan Harris's brand new album called Light Years. You can pre-order that on PledgeMusic.com. Rocked me back and forth until I quit crying 
Then she looked into that baby face of mine And in an angel's voice she sang this lullaby Until my slumber carried me into the night I'm grateful for these moments with you, child I know God only let me borrow you a while And then one day soon you'll up and crawl away It's in your nature, it's just how we are made And I will still be loving you still be loving you I will still be loving you I will still be loving you She'd whisper us a normal family life But the four of us became my brother, she and I Times are hard for us, somehow we got by But she was fearless through her tears and sacrifice Oh, I grew up much faster than she might have liked But when she knew that she Taught me wrong from right She said, go on I knew you'll need to move away Cause childhood is manhood Slightly delayed And I will still be loving you I will still be loving you
gift it's been to have you in my life Your spirit is young, although your body is tired And soon for good it'll have to close your eyes With the years wrapped around your body like a weight I guess that too is just how we're made So when the angels come to carry you away May they whisper in your ear my serenade Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for stopping in. Thank you so very much for having me. It was just, uh, uh, you know, it was a pleasure to hear your music, but to have you sit in here and do it like this, um, and the fact that all the people out there can hear that it's just one man, one guitar, it still happens. Light Years is the new album. Go to pledgemusic.com to pre-order it. And if you want to find about tour dates and more information, it's onesheet.com slash David Ryan Harris. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you very much for having me. I'll see you the next time coming through. Yes, sir. <laughs> 